Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. This is a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we watch three episodes of the Pokemon anime, and then we discuss them from our now adult perspectives. And just a quick disclaimer, this podcast is rated M for Mature, but it's also rated I for Immature. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. Hello! Very well done, Austin. And I'm also here... That's my Jacob hello. Hello! And I'm also here with my other co-host, Alex. Hey, everybody. Austin, All right. Austin gave I'm... me a hard time for not having <laughs> an interesting opening, but that's just how I am, so uninteresting. Okay. And we also have a very special guest with us here today, all the way from Seattle, a.k.a. the Big Apple, Kelsey. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on. Oh, we're so happy to have you on. You've been uh, such a... Great listener of the podcast, we decided to invite you on and give us your thoughts and perspectives about the episodes we've watched this week. Awesome. Kelsey's only a listener of the podcast because she's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and no one else listens to it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Austin? This podcast is wildly popular. That's right. We have 60 downloads for <laughs> four episodes. And all Dang. 60 are me. Just, yes. Just again and again. Support. We, we appreciate the support. <laughs> <laughs> so uh welcome Kelsey and uh we all thought that um or Austin and I thought and Alex that a good little intro for you to be maybe discuss what got you into the Pokemon world and what fascinated you so much to be on this podcast yeah um so like most of you guys I got into Pokemon when I was a kid and I'm gonna continue to pronounce it Pokemon I'm sorry old habits die hard I can't say it any other way, <laughs> but uh, but I know it's wrong. But, yeah, I got into it when I was a kid. Um, I think it was seven or eight or somewhere in that realm when it came to be. Um, and I was mostly into the show. Like, I had the cards. I didn't really know what to do with them, though. Like, I wasn't very good at the card game. Never really figured that out. Plus, like, half my cards got confiscated at school because I was that kid that was stupid enough to bring them where they were not allowed. But, uh, yeah, I, when I heard y'all were doing a podcast, I was very excited because I have a lot of opinions about the, uh, the first couple seasons of the Pokemon anime. Um, so that's, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. I guess that's not much of a, an origin story, but there you go. <laughs> well, we all have our beginnings. Yeah. You, you did have a Pokemon machine. I did have a Pokemon machine. That is right. So myself and one of my best friends from childhood, Ansley, and this kid, I'm just going to call him out, Joey. Because you're never going to listen to Okay, I got to listen to that. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's such a good, I'll like... i the last name. such a good, like, character name, though. But, um... That kid, we, like the three of us, were really into Pokemon, and we used to discuss it all the time, like at lunch and stuff, and I don't remember whose idea it was, but one of us was like, in the future, 
Pokemon are definitely going to be real, you guys. We're going to figure out a way to make Pokemon real. That's uh, that's the direction this this world is going in. That's that's our big uh, tech plan. And so we would spend a lot of time. We we're like, logistically, how is this going to work? How are we going to create this Pokemon machine to bring our, our favorite characters to life? And we never quite fleshed it out. We sure talked about it a lot. Um, we had a lot of friends, as you can that's, tell. That's adorable. At least 150 or more to see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's adorable. <laughs> because I remember when I worked in or for the educational system, all the kids in the school were saying the exact same thing. Like, one day, you're going to see there's going to be, a, like, a ivy sore outside the window or squirtle. It's going to happen. Just so keep glad the, faith. the dream has been kept alive. Yeah. That's, that's so Pokemon. wonderful to hear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we do have Pokemon Go. That's true. See, we were next level. Could be a Jurassic yep. Park situation sometime in the future. Yeah. Oh, we can only Pokemon hope. Park. I think that's what we were kind of going for. <laughs> yeah. Here's my thing. Since I was just at Universal the other week, I know there's Super Nintendo World and it's mostly Mario themed. When and where will there be a Pokemon theme park attraction? It's actually a really good point. I'm kind of surprised that has not happened in some capacity yet. Yeah. It will. Like, there's been little, little like, carnival things in Japan. Like, a, you know, a yeah. set up the Ferris wheel kind of stuff. But, like, I think there's going to be a permanent institution. It's just a matter of where and when. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Japan's a good spot for it i feel like oh, if it yeah. happens it's gonna happen there <laughs> first but yeah i think i think we may get it soon okay because they just got the ghibli museum theme park mm-hmm. established and so ghibli's been around forever so i think i think soon because pokemon's been around or we're getting around to where pokemon's just been around for so long that we it's on the horizon we're gonna get a pokemon theme park well, you heard it here I'm, first i i'm first in line when it happens absolutely live out my childhood dream i'm riding a bulbasaur <laughs> Exactly. I really just wanted to have a meow. To be real. Oh, that is a that would be cute. Not a Persian, just a meow. No, just a meow. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, with that introduction and us all introduced, uh, how about we progress forward to our weeks? Uh, Austin, have you done anything exciting or over the top this week? Well, last night at three a.m., I was um, wine drunk. And I decided it would be a good idea to preview the episode that will be airing the week after we record this podcast, which is episode five. And that was a mistake because, good God, that episode is a disaster because you can't hear a damn word Alex is saying. Those damn audio issues. I could not save it. It's just bad. So please forgive us. Oh, well. I couldn't even bring myself anyway. to listen to that episode. I'm sorry. Like, I tried really hard. And Austin, you did a great job trying to salvage it. But I was just like, I just can't listen to it. <laughs> so, leave five stars. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll download it a bunch of there times. There you go. Okay, great. <laughs> We're so close to getting a sponsor. One <laughs> <laughs> um, what did I do this week? I finally got my toy in the Hooray! mail. My bootleg Fitbit. <laughs> The Vital Bracelet Digital Monster. Have you, ooh. Where it's, I'm wearing have you it right done now. Did squats today? I actually did do my squats today. Great. Thank you. I'm so proud. Any fitness tips, just holler. I'll be happy to help you out wherever I can. Well, I need them, but I can't. I have no form and I have no energy and I have no desire to exercise. And I also have no muscle definition or not yet. Really any energy. No, never. Um, Perseverance. I've Kelsey's right. 
if you just persevere, you'll get there. Exactly. Yep. Um, all I know is I got a little Digimon on my wrist, and it will forever be unhappy with me because I live a very inactive at lifestyle. And that's at fine. least it doesn't poop itself and die. There you go. That is true. That is true. Actually, it does die. Oh. I take it back. If you don't wear it for a full day, it dies. Well, do you guys remember those, like, Digivice toys that they had? They had the, the Pokédex, too, back in the day. I always Yeah, wanted... I never had the Digivice or the Pokédex. What was that? The so uh, Soul Silver? Like the Soul Silver Heart Gold Pokewalker? Go Watch or whatever? The Poke- yeah, no, Pokewalker. That was later. That was later. I'm talking the, like... Like this was a late '90s, early 2000s thing. There was like mm-hmm. a. I actually don't remember what the Digivice did. I just remember it was Digivice shaped and it was some sort of electronic toy. Maybe it was kind of like a Tamagotchi style deal. I don't know, Austin. Do you remember? I didn't have one. Yeah, fair. But uh, but I feel like this is the the evolved version of it. It's this Fitbit business. Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm here for it. I I hate the Pokédex toy. It looks so <laughs> ugly. I wanted one it's, so bad. It's so cheaply made. Oh, I remember that, that thing. thing. There's logos. There's logos everywhere. Is it a calculator? <laughs> Is it supposed to be like a double as a calculator? Or uh, well, none of us had it. I think it was like Pikachu. Oh, yeah, I think it just no. said stuff. Die. I like. I wanted one so bad, and my parents were like, "This is a waste of money. You're you're never getting one of these. I'm sorry." Um, and I'm pretty sure it just said stuff. Click mm. on it and told mm. you about Pokemon. Oh, I thought it would be like, um, do y'all remember Scanners or whatever that was? Oh, I do kind of remember that, yes. Yeah, and I thought would, like, it was something like that. And you would, stuff at the grocery store? Yeah, barcodes. And, like, oh, stuff would come up? Yeah, yeah. I yes. do remember you would that. Get, you would scan a barcode, and then you would get a monster every so often from a barcode, and then you could, like, attach it to someone else's scanners, and then you would battle with, like, the monsters that they got from barcodes. Yeah, yet another thing my parents refused to buy me. <laughs> That's probably wise. Yeah, well... You know. <laughs> could you not just like raid the pantry or the bookshelf or something and scan all the codes? Yeah, you could. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Austin, you pointed out early on. I mean, this whole thing started out to sell the the merchandise, right, and the toys. So the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's all cheap plastic yeah. junk for kids, but you know, we bought it up. Speaking of cheap plastic junk, Alex, do you see what I just posted in what chat? What is it? Three words. Scan your. Pokemon. Oh my god. Oh my god. That that might be even a more useless toy than the pokedex from like the 90s what is that oh my gosh it's this stupid thing it's a pokedex too right but it says yeah. it yells at you to scan your pokemon but what but what do you scan i don't think we can ever figure it out i think it literally just says scan your pokemon it doesn't say there's no way to that. scan at least not that we could figure out but maybe we're i, I think it's just flashing lights that's yeah, all it is oh can we scan something does it like read like a Pokedex entry to you, like what does it do? Something fun, and we we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> we were, we li- this was literally like in the toy aisle. We spent like twenty minutes playing with it, trying Maybe to figure it just, out. Oh, you didn't buy it, right? You didn't, no, 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 no. It was like thirty dollars, and we couldn't figure out. What yeah, did. that's as much as a game. <laughs> Holy cow! I think that's why we were like, we gotta figure out what this thing does if it's that much money. <laughs> At least it looks like it's made kind of well. Uh. It has no was it, uh, function, only form, I guess. <laughs> it's a cosplay item. Yeah, but it just goes around. It's a higher budget on the uh, the production. That was it. It's pretty annoying after a while. It just keeps yelling at you, scan your Pokemon, scan <laughs> your Pokemon. And we're like, well, how? Stop yelling. Do your job. <laughs> Do your job. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
All right, now we'll move over to uh, Alex. Have you done anything special this week? Um, no, because as Austin has astutely pointed out, I am an uninteresting person, and, and I do the same thing every week. So. Oh my God, <laughs> you're you're endlessly interesting. Thank you haven't you. been um, playing Red Dead Two. Haven't picked up anything there. No, I. You haven't been reading. Oh my God, fiction? you guys with this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't point that out. Austin did. I was being serious. Kelsey, see, this is how they they bully me every week. <laughs> no, we. What? Are you, I, I was being sincere. Oh, oh. no, nothing else. I think nine. you're interesting. Thank you. Nothing interesting. <laughs> Just work. Well, I have. I can complain, but I'm not going to complain. You can vent if you need to. This is the open air podcast. Oh no, the, uh, no, no. Because like Austin pointed out in episode one, whatever we say will be out there forever and ever. So. Yeah. No pressure. I just I I sit in my room. I stay safe in my bubble because there's there's lunatics out there. If it makes you feel better, we have one listener and she's here. Yeah, today. it's true. So it's okay. She's you can say mind. whatever you need. <laughs> Surely somebody has something more interesting going on this week. Yes, that's why we're going to turn to Kelsey because Kelsey looks like she's very oh. eager to talk about what she's done this week in the Big she's Apple. Chomping at the bit. Oh, I went to work. <laughs> um, a woman walked into my work and stole a bag of medication off the counter in front of me while I was on the phone with a client. Ooh, that is interesting. Um, yeah, uh, that that was an adventure. What else? I mean, there's there's all sorts of excitement going on in the world of veterinary medicine. So you know, lots of it's gross though. So you guys probably don't want to hear about that on this podcast. I do. We'll, we'll not go into that. Ah, uh, I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty much it. I mean, not a whole lot going on over here, you know. We're uh, we're locking it down still. Seattle just recently started reopening. Places are more more uh, populated. Traffic is worse again. <laughs> not as excited about that. Yeah, I I'm sorry. I'm not an exciting person. There's not a whole lot going on in my life either. <laughs> I'm surprised, Austin, speaking of gross animal stories, Austin, you did not share your bully story recently. Oh. Yeah, I woke up to the dog vomiting in the bed. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that happened to me I mean, once. He eat, yeah, he, he eats weeds now. Oh, bully. Bowser does Why? that, too. Like, I mean, my dog dogs, really loves clover. Maybe they need more they fiber like in their eat, diet. They like to eat grass. Clover's probably sweet, so... It's not. I had a foster cat once who was really ill, and uh, while I was sleeping, he would, like, snuggle up right next to me, and he threw up in my mouth. That was the worst <gasps> experience of my entire life. It was horrible. That's <laughs> Oh, my God. Yep. Ugh. Worst thing that's ever happened to me. And I have been, like, pooped on at work and bitten. By the animals? <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah, thankfully. Okay, just okay. the animals. Just, just yeah. The animals. Okay, we're <laughs> Not clients yet. You know. Okay, just, okay. The, the, the threats happen. They, they come I was in, making but, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, that one takes the cake. That's the worst. I don't think you can ever come back from having an animal throw up in your mouth. I think that's... Y'all, we gotta move yeah. on. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, on that note... Jacob. <laughs> Jacob, what did you do this week? Um, I have a quick question about Seattle. Yeah. Have you ever seen Bill Gates? No, I've not. I've seen his house, but I've not seen him. I accidentally oh. drove through Medina once, and oh. I felt that's pretty cool. nervous the entire time. So it's not his house anymore, but that's pretty cool. Um, Wait, is it Melinda's? It's Melinda's. It? <laughs> it's probably gonna be oh. Melinda's. <laughs> it's okay. He's he's going to his island, the four one of the yeah. four islands he owns. He's not so he'll, hurting. He'll be cozy up there. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I, 
don't feel bad for him at all. You you did see Ricky Gervais. I did. I stepped on him. You stepped on you Ricky what? Gervais. I I stepped on him. Yes, I did. Uh, he was playing a show at the Moore Theater, and at the time I worked downtown. I was walking home, um, or rather, I was walking to the bus stop to go home. Uh, but I used to walk down by the market, and um, that being Pike Place Market, and he was going one way, I was going the other, and I stepped on his toe, and I apologized, and he was like, it's fine, but he said it in his Ricky Gervais voice, that I was like, that man looks really familiar, I feel like that's Ricky Gervais, and then I called Austin, I was like, Austin, is Ricky Gervais playing a show in Seattle? Because... I can't Google and walk at the same time. So Austin was kind enough. I meanwhile was driving and Google at the same time. (laughs) Well, you know, before it was illegal, we all all have our talents, but uh, I I was in the neighborhood. I was going like 10 miles per hour. (laughs) That's it. That. And uh, one time Macklemore came into the place I was working and I had to find linoleum for block printing. Um, Sadly, not a thrift shop. But an uh, art supply store. Look at you living it up, meeting all these celebrities. Yeah, it's a time. It's it's a time. I mean, Seattle's great. I I'm a fan most of the time. They say the needle keeps getting pointier, so <laughs> it's always yeah. Good. They I mean they keep just adding bigger flags on top of it. So I guess there's some truth to that. <laughs> so uh, for my week, I actually had a pretty dull week too. But I wanted to ask you all something because I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart 8 for. Ooh. A very long time. It's uh, just something that I partake in as the occasional hobby. But I've never checked how many hours I put into that game. And you know the Switch has. I've checked how many hours you put into that game. How many hours have I put in the game? I've checked that because every time I get on my Switch, you're always on there without fail playing Mario Kart 8. And so I flicked over to my friends list and I saw it was like several hundred hours of Jacob playing Mario Kart 8. Okay, so I've played 257 hours of Mario Kart 8. Wow. Is that a lot, or... Are, are you good at it? I'm actually... I can finish consistently mid to front pack in online worldwide racing. I have a question. Yes. How many times can you play Rainbow Road without wanting to, like, die? Oh, uh... Well, there's the, see, the good thing about this one is there's four Rainbow Roads. Ugh. And my yeah. favorite one's the one with the train... That, like, it goes by and you hear, choo-choo, and it shoots coins at you. And it drops maybe, I think, I think it may drop a box. I don't know. But it drops coins, definitely. So that's my favorite Rainbow Road. But it's like, I compare it to golf. Because when I used to play golf, I could play 17 really bad holes of golf where I've hit people, you know, lost 50 golf balls hitting in the water. But then when I get to the 18th hole, I hit, I hit like, four perfect shots and, like, birdie the hole. That's what I end on. And that, that just keeps me coming back to play more golf. So I can play like 10 really crappy races of Mario Kart, have a race where I finish like third, and I'm like feeling good, so I just keep playing. Rainbow Road gives me anxiety, so. (laughs) Baby Park. Try Baby Park. That's the worst one. I hate hate Baby Park. But Jacob, you hit people while golfing? Yes. With your ball or with the club? With his bare hands. No, I'm just kidding. All three, actually. (laughs) So my Mario Kart knowledge taps out after Mario Kart Wii, admittedly. That's no, a good one. I hate that no, one. No, it's the best I hate one. Mario Kart Wii. It's the best one. <laughs> no, actually, eight's the best one, but you're a lot of wrong. Austin, don't be um, a judgy McJudgerson. <laughs> but, but I have questions about Baby Park 
Because I hate the Mario babies. I hate them. They shouldn't <laughs> exist. They're abominations. I hate them more than Toad. Oh, oh my god. You're talking about... Wait, you hate Toad? Whoa, okay. Whoa. Let's, let's clarify. <laughs> We're talking about fictional characters here. Back up uh, with the Toad thing. I need an explanation. How could you hate him? He's so cute. And he has a mushroom Toad, on his head. Toad sounds like a gremlin from the deepest, like, <laughs> darkest, nastiest corners of hell. Toad is cursed, and he curses all around him. You obviously haven't anyway, listened to Toad singing um, Chandelier. Regrettably, I have. Oh. And it just enforced <laughs> my opinion. That, that would be because of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but somehow, I hate the Mario babies more because they're inexplicable. Is is this baby <laughs> course? Is it their, like... Is it just filled with the Mario babies, is my question. The background is Yoshi's Island element. Yes. Okay. So it's okay. like, there's baby elements. I think you see, like, baby Luigi, baby Mario, maybe, like, baby Peach. But you don't really, when you play these levels, you're not focused on, like, the scenery, really too much of it. Because this level's like, it's seven laps, but the track's, like, super short. Seven laps? And it's just a circle. Yeah, so it, the whole race probably takes, like, a minute. But you're just flying through the whole time. That... I hate that. That sounds torturous. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. The ba- and then ba- Mario babies are there. Exactly. The yes. Exactly. That sounds like a nightmare. I'm sorry. I'm gonna pass on Baby Park. Which is your least favorite Mario baby, Kelsey? <laughs> it's hard to choose because they're all horrible, <laughs> and they're all like the same level of horrible. I guess if I had to choose, I would choose. I, I see. I can't even. I can't even choose because I can't even remember all of them because I feel like. Every time I, like, wake up, there's a new fucking Mario baby. Every single time. There's still not a baby Toad. There's even a, a baby God. Bowser. Ex- well, yeah. Is there a baby Bowser in addition to uh, small Bowser, whatever his name is? Bowser, Bowser Jr. Jr. Yes, they yeah. are two different characters, <laughs> and they look exactly the same See, most of the time. That's infuriating. But it's so cool. I hate Mario lore. <laughs> no, I love, no, Mario's great. Uh, no, I love Mario, but woo, they got some crazy shit going. All right, well then, definitively, Baby Bowser is my least favorite because he's redundant; Uh-oh. doesn't need to exist. That's I don't my like that Mario gopher. hot take. My least favorite's Baby Rosalina. Oh yeah, I don't like her that much either. I, I love the babies because in like um in Mario Golf, they have the cutest swings and the cutest like I don't know noises they make when they're like ah, they like actually scream and stuff. And in tennis, they have like this. They loud, scream the like grown uproars. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what makes it so funny. They babies, scream like grown adults. <laughs> babies should not be allowed to play sports. <laughs> they like they shouldn't be allowed to drive cars. <laughs> they shouldn't be allowed to, to play golf. Just all of it. They're, is so they're doctors wrong. now. Practice so medicine. <laughs> God. How do they? It's, it's a, a utopian society. It's a nightmare world. How do they exist simultaneously with the adult versions of themselves? That's my big question. Great question. Moving <laughs> oh on. God. We're not going to get an answer to that. Oh the hawk. <laughs> See? Is that Toad? That's what I'm talking about. I thought somebody was Shittiest. actually screaming, and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> wait!" I nearly screamed. There's a goddamn hawk looking right at me. Oh. See? <laughs> the, That's a great See? the hawk knows. That hawk was like, something is wrong. (laughs) Have you seen that video? Okay, there's a video. Yes, it may have been Hawk or an Eagle, but there's a guy who's like having a picnic and he puts his baby by his basket and then he goes to throw some garbage away. Then this hawk swoops down or some type of large bird, I'm assuming a hawk, 
and it grabs the baby and starts carrying it off and then initially drops it because of the weights too much but yeah hawks will grab babies that's awful jesus well th- my hawk just left to go grab a baby <laughs> hopefully it was baby um baby bowser which one did you say baby bowser, baby bowser. <laughs> i i'd be happy with any of them Get them Wait, away. Wait, so which, char- char- which character was making that noise just now? Toad. toad. Absolutely. Okay, okay, yeah. just want to make sure. You want to hear it again? Oh, uh, um, no. I want to hear Toadette, because I want to do a compare contrast. Okay, I'll see if I can find Toadette. Toad's really weird. Because her voice isn't as bad, yeah. You I know why, everybody? Toadette. Everybody wants to hang out with Toad, though. And you want to know why? He's a fun guy. Ha! Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I appreciate the pun, but it's incorrect. I'm sorry. Kelsey has strong feelings of about Toad, which I did not know that, but... Now, who's your least favorite Toad? Yellow Toad. Blue Toad. Austin, do you know why? Oh my god. Sounds like a cat. Jesus. <laughs> okay, take it back to that's also annoying. Wait, which, which Toad was your least favorite Toad, Kelsey? Blue Toad. Sorry. Why? Why him? For reasons that can't be explained on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> we are explicit. We do have that E beside us. One time I was searching Blue Toad on Tumblr. Oh, God. And oh, God. The very first <laughs> result was this very not safe for work image of Blue Toad. Um, it was. Oh. Cursed. Why would somebody. I, horrible. I, I can only imagine, but why would somebody take the time to draw whatever it was? That, that's my question. You know. I have that question, too, but I also would like to point out that there was so little Blue Toad content that that was the very first hit in the Blue Toad tag. <laughs> like, there was nothing else to intervene between me and the horrific Blue Toad <laughs> sex picture. There was nothing to, to protect me from that because there was nothing else in the Blue Toad tag. I'm sorry that you had to... Like that and one other thing. I'm sorry Horrible. you had to I experience I thought you were going to say that. something else. I thought it was gonna, I thought you were gonna say something like a lot worse. What's worse I'm, than I'm that? censoring. I'm censoring thought, myself for the sake of this podcast in the hopes that we have more than than one listener. So we probably should have talked about this before we started recording. How are we going to do the 30-second episode summary challenge with four people here in three episodes? Um, oh, we just talked about it when you weren't oh, okay. here. So. <laughs> um. I'm omitting myself from the summary. Okay, because, that's fine. Because it's too much pressure. So. There's a... Sorry. Too much pressure. <laughs> For the one listener, it's too much. <laughs> uh, I need... Which one is it? Randomizer? Probably should have had this pulled up before. Y'all keep talking. Um. So... Kelsey, why don't you summarize the episodes that have happened before the set of episodes? Oh. From your memory from the 90s. Um, oh, good job, Austin. Yeah. That, uh, once upon a time, Ash ended up with Pikachu, and, and Pikachu shocked him a bunch, and that bummed him out, but also they became friends. Team Rocket tries to steal Pikachu. Ash steals Misty's bike, and she hates him. kind of... <laughs> understandably so they meet perfect Brock, analysis and uh Brock's just thirsty all the time <laughs> and cooks a lot 
uh, that's it. That's all. There you go. Pokemon. It's basically it. the whole analysis. the whole series in a nutshell. I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, I am an avid Pokemon enthusiast. This is uh, all this knowledge happening. I mean, there's really not much to it. <laughs> I'm sure there are complexities that I'm glossing over. Nuances. So I have the list up. Austin, Alex, Jacob. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Three, two, one, go. The twerps are trying to get out of Porta Vista, but they are interrupted by a horsey who uh, is warning them that the Tentacool and Tentacruel are going to attack because Rutella's sister, Nastina, is building uh, a resort in their air, their habitat. And so eventually Team Rocket attacks the Tentacool for money, and the giant Tentacruel is the result of their nuclear waste <laughs> attack. And it destroys the city, and there's a bunch of uh, destruction of the buildings. But then Ash and the twerps calm them down, and they plead to Time. stop attacking. And then Misty catches the horse. The end. Good job. Hooray! That was great. That was that was actually really well done because there was a lot going on in that episode, and you got through the gist of it in like thirty and a half seconds. So good. That was episode nineteen. Uh, oh right, that was episode yeah, nineteen. Tentacool. 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 That was episode eighteen, right? Whoa. There was a secret no. band episode. <gasps> Oh, no. Oh, everything I've done is wrong. That's okay. You missed the child sexploitation episode. Oh, I mean, this had silent nude men for no reason, so I feel like in some ways I, I didn't miss that episode. I mean, I'd rather have them than what we witnessed last week. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to know. You need to uh, send her the link so she can watch that episode. Kelsey, you have a strong desire to see uh, that? I'll listen to the podcast recap, I think. <laughs> okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah, please That's do. the whole yeah. point of us doing this, so you don't have to watch it. You can just listen there to us. <laughs> yeah. Forget the show. But that actually messed me up, too, because the streaming service I was doing, it put episode 18 was Tentacruel and Tentacruel, but then episode 19 was Tentacruel, Tentacruel, and then episode 20 like summarized the lost episode, but was carrying over what it, what streaming service so are you much. using i can't say okay. it but i was uh <laughs> i can't it's like uh, it's a but i can't it, say like, it but then you said it <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> but it's a uh, it, it it really messed me up so i i'm glad that austin summarized the episode that i thought was the right episode let me just say i'm very relieved okay <laughs> very <laughs> relieved. let me just put it that way <laughs> Y'all, we haven't even gotten to the the like the Porygon of it all, where all the episodes are totally screwed up. We're going to discuss each episode, which ones are we going to watch this week? Because it really could be any of them at any given time. That is true. Plus, the, and the dub also rearranges them further? It's like a puzzle. It's fun. I'm trying to figure <laughs> yeah. it out. Wasn't this episode, the Tentacle and Tentacle, wasn't that out of order? I mean, It's no. supposed to be episode 19, right? No, no, but, like, there was one episode that, like, got changed because of, like, 9-11 or, um... It was this one. It, yeah. They skipped over it in summary runs. Okay. Because of the okay. tsunami. Tsunami. But it's, it's available now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just clarifying. All right. Austin, or Alex, are you ready for episode 20? <laughs> it's called The Ghost of Main Speak. You know, every week I think to myself, I should, like, cheat and write a summary behind the scenes for each one. That way I'm prepared. But I never do. So I can't guarantee that this will go well at all, but that's what I do, and it still doesn't work. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, two, one, 
Go. Okay, so in this episode, Brock starts out depressed because bikini season is over. And so they end up at this Summer's End Festival where they find out about the ghost of Maiden's Peak, a 2,000-year-old ghost who enslaves men and turns them into zombies, I guess. So they find out that the Maiden's actually a ghastly who's terrorizing the town, and they end up um, vanquishing it back to, I don't know, wherever, and... They free James and Brock from the evil clutches of the ghost who can somehow talk, which is quite interesting. Um, and that's it, basically. Go, end. Yay! <laughs> that was our best one ever. Yeah, that was really good. Wow, I was like trying to talk at the end to fill time. I'm like, I didn't realize there'd be so much left over. Oh, well. Tell me when you're ready, Jacob, for episode 21. Bye-bye, Butterfree. Give me the countdown whenever. Okay. And that will be in three... Two, one, go. So Ash and friends continue their adventure, but they come across a whole bunch of Butterfree flying in the air, and Brock tells Ash about Butterfree trying to mate. So they rent a hot air balloon, and Ash tries to get Butterfree to start mating and go off with his new wife. But then Team Rocket comes along with a giant net and swoops up and captures all the Butterfree. But then Butterfree somehow breaks into a giant factory and breaks all the Butterfree loose and uh, cohort or gets this one pink Butterfree to fall in love with it. Then they go off together, and Ash says a very emotional goodbye. Good job. That's all I remember. I forgot to mention more about the pink one. <laughs> or the shiny, I guess. It's not even technically a shiny, not. which Austin corrected me on that, too. Oh, it did? Yeah, because I, I said that, I think, one time, and you're like, but it's not. And you were right. See, that was a question hmm. that I had for that episode. It was, is this Butterfree shiny? It's just albino. Alternate color. Oh. What is oh. a shiny Butterfree? Is it, what is it? Uh, pink? Yeah. No. Per- Green? Lime green. Uh, ugh, God. Plain. They had an opportunity. No, really. Pink eyes? I don't know. They... I think it's a different shade of purple. Yeah, it's a darker shade of purple. The eyes are like a fluorescent green. Oh. And the hands and feet are like a ugly So there is color. some pink, sort of. <laughs> I'm just so disappointed that they didn't retroactively, like, they weren't like, oh, we already made the perfect shiny Butterfree. Nope. Nope. Make another one. Nope. So disappointing. <laughs> They did the same thing with Kecleon. Do y'all remember that? There was a purple Kecleon, um, and then when they made the shiny Kecleon, it wasn't purple. What's huh. the shiny? And then the purple Kecleon came back after that. Wait, what's okay, the sorry. shiny Kecleon look like? Doesn't it just have a different stripe? Blue or something? Yes. That's kind of dumb. Anyway. <laughs> what What is the coolest shiny Pokemon? Um, I could not possibly tell you. <laughs> I couldn't either. <laughs> the coolest shiny any shiny that's not just a lighter green shade of whatever yeah. <laughs> the original mm-hmm. is anything that's yeah. actually different looking yeah something they actually put effort into is probably the best shiny pokemon instead of using like coral green instead of lime green you know and even pikachu isn't immune like pikachu's the mascot and i think the shiny for that is just a darker yellow like it's pretty underwhelming yeah, what are the worst shiny Pokemon? Okay, there's Zekrom and Reshiram. Charizard. You don't like shiny the Charizard? red and black? Is that... Oh, it's red and black? God, I've never seen it before. Y- yeah. That's like the most iconic shiny is Pokemon. It the, is that kind of like Gyarados. black? Oh, the red Gyarados. That's awesome. I like the red Gyarados. Yeah, that might be the best shiny, Austin, now that you say that. It's the red Gyarados. That's my favorite because it's the only one you can actually catch. Without, like, <laughs> spending spending years and years trying to search for a shiny Pokemon. Oh, I recently caught my first ever shiny Pokemon. <gasps> and Go? Sword and Shield. Oh, Sword and Shield. It was oh, right congratulations. On. Really? What color is that? It's a greenish. Like a puke yellow? Yeah. Uh, like your dog? <laughs> Rude! <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's awful. My dog throws up green, so... 
I was curious if Bully may have been more on the yellow side of throw up. Okay, so they're in Porta Vista, <laughs> or they're trying to leave Porta Vista. Are we talking about, okay, wait, um, are we talking about episode 19 now? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I have so many feelings about episode 19. What, what are your feelings? First of all, it's very disappointing that Ash and Brock are so easily, like, persuaded initially to take part in what is clearly, like, an environmental destruction plot. They're just like, sure, that's cool. Let's kill the Tentacruel. Let's let's do it. It's fine. For money um, and food. For money. They're unrepentant capitalists, and it's awful. Uh, that, <laughs> that was disappointing. Um, thankfully, Misty pulled through in this episode. I'm vibing with, with Misty in this episode. She frequently but, is the uh, most sane of all of them. Agreed. Um, I also want to know... Like, Horsey shows up. It really looks like somebody punched Horsey in the face, and that's also kind of distressing. That's like a black eye. Did a tentacle, like, punch it in the eye with the... How would a tentacle... Tentacle? How would a tentacle be able to leave a black eye, but... I thought it was ink mark. Yeah, I don't know. It looked suspicious. I was feeling really bad for that Horsey. Um, I want to note the healing of Horsey. Because I could be, I could have missed something because I wasn't really paying too much attention this time, but I believe they found they find Black Eye Horsey, Black Eye Horsey does its little art project, um, with the tentacle and tentacle. Very talented. Very that was talented. really awesome. It is very talented. There's an explosion and the twerps leave Horsey, I think, or get separated or something to go save the sailors. Then we see Horsey under the pier, like cautiously watching over its shoulder. Then the twerps are talking to Nastina in her hotel and being underpinned capitalist. Then they walk back to the pier and they have somehow retrieved Horsey, put it in a little kitty pool. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it no longer has a it no longer has a black eye. They healed it. I thought they said that they. I thought Misty mentioned something. Oh, did they use super potion? Yeah, super oh, potion. Yeah, yeah, they, they talk do about say that. yeah. Yep. Oh, Brock, okay. Brock runs up that. and says, "Oh, thank God, the uh, super potion worked." They never showed it being like applied, but. They left mm-hmm. the okay. they it. left the horsey in this kiddie pool in the middle of the street too. I was wondering about that. You skipped oh. over a large part there though, Austin. Yeah, I know. I was just no, trying no, to figure no, out the, the, the the one part that bothered me was Ash is driving a freaking boat again. Oh yeah, they stole another <laughs> they boat. They stole another boat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's driving it perfect this time. Like he's there's no problem at all and he's literally doing riffs and stuff with this, going out to save people. And then when the adults get on the boat, Ash keeps driving the boat. Like, they don't acknowledge at all that this eight-year-old kid drove this, like, 20-foot, you know, skeeter boat out there and <laughs> skiff boat out there. And the adults get on and they're like, oh, we'll let this eight-year-old kid drive us back to the pier. Flaw. I, I have I, I have a note to make. Hmm. Okay. About the sailors they saved. What's that? Is it bad? Oh, yes. God. One of the sailors has a yellow handkerchief, and we see a brief shot of him, like, swirly-eyed on the boat. This same design for a sailor gets to be used again in the very last episode of Pokemon, the original series. So the last episode of Generation 2. Yes. And the entire episode is him and Ash, basically. There is a long-lost fanfiction out there of Ash and the sailor in an erotic situation. How do you know this? (laughs) Why? Because I wrote it. Oh. <laughs> did, what? Did you really write this? 
Yes. Do share. Please do share. This is... No, it's gone. It's gone. No, no, it's you long. remember it. What? No, I don't. I mean, it's not like actually erotic. It's like implied. Is it like blue toad erotic? Or is it no. Like... Not that bad. No, Jacob, that blue toad image. I am so enthralled with this now. What? I like crafted an entire narrative. Over the one like throwaway sailor yes. character in the background. Yes. Oh, Austin. I don't remember why. It was like, what was the thought process behind it? I don't even remember why. What, what was it called? Was. Do you remember the name of it? No. Did... Was it like, what's causing the water to be so salty? Oh my god. Moving wait a on. minute, Austin, wait. We can't move on just yet. Did you post <laughs> this somewhere? No, I didn't. It's not oh. online anywhere. <laughs> I didn't realize how big like fan fiction was until I have started meeting with you two on a regular basis. I didn't realize it had like a... Uh, I knew, like, some people got into it, but I, that's pretty cool. I didn't realize there was, like... I knew you were... I figured you would do some Austin because your background with creative writing and your ability to... Well, when I was I was a kid, I, I never did it. Oh, you never... Oh, okay. Older. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Austin, never. will you let us read it privately? Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, you can read it privately. That's fine. <laughs> yes. I don't have the Sailor one. Okay, and I also remember I was, like, literally in elementary school. Uh... So I... It's not a, a really erotic. I don't remember what the logic was behind it. This is so great. Matter. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure you write better than I do now, when you were in your elementary school. So. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I can almost guarantee. Kelsey, did you know this? No, actually. Oh my god. Not about that. No, that that's. I completely forgot about this until I saw this. I was like, oh my <laughs> fucking god. <laughs> you, had, you had on PTSD. All the memories oh. came flooding back to you. I wish I could remember. Ah, oh, okay, it's all gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that's Kelsey, wonderful. Kelsey, have you ever wrote a fanfic? No. Mm-hmm. Not actually, I I was never really into fan fiction. It was not my thing. It's probably for the I best. I had multiple people try to get me into fan fiction a number of I times. I know who. Mm-hmm. What what I was sent never sat right with me. So oh my god, it's I mean like fan fiction's cool. I'm not opposed to fan fiction. I'm not a fan of fan fiction written about like real life people though. That's where I draw the line. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Like, it's not so much my thing, but I get it. But then, when it's, like, real people, shit's weird. I don't know. So, so you're opposed to friend fiction. Yeah. <laughs> definitively. Um, I've, I've been in one of those before. Ooh. That happened to my sister once. She was on. She was a part yeah. of a, a guild on Neopets, and some person in the guild wrote fan fiction about all the members of the guild. I think she was, like, 11. That's weird. Nope. And she was super nope. weirded out by it, and I was like, yeah... That's weird. Um, Same thing happened to me. They didn't even ask me first. I was just in it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no. Not into it. Ugh. I feel like yes. Twilight was one big fan fiction. It, I mean, it kind of... No, I'm thinking of uh, whatever it is. Fifty Shades, 50 Shades was Grey. a... Yeah, yeah, that was a Twilight spinoff yeah. thing. Oh my... Okay. All Wasn't right. there one that All got right. published that was <laughs> like Harry Potter fan fiction or something like that? I thought... Maybe I'm thinking of something else. My crazy immortal. world out there. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That didn't get published, but um, it is certainly memorable. Wow, I feel like I've learned so much today. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been a sponge here, soaking up all this new knowledge. I know, just putting it in it's the back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Austin. Right. Oh. Uh, moving forward okay, with the episode. So, <laughs> th- th- 
and during Nastina's vision of her resort, we saw some more real fish. Just noting oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to figure out when we stop seeing them. Is my when thing. they kill them all. When the Pokemon yeah. kill all the uh, fish. Yep. I have another question. Yes. Um, about this episode, yep. which is that is it Nastina or Nastima? First of all, Stina. Stina. Okay. Like Tina. Like Tina Turner. I'm I'm curious about at Nastina's place in in society, like on this island, because <laughs> she has access to military grade weapons. She like drives a tank at some point. She rolls up with like super a busy... weird. <laughs> yeah. She, she she has her own private militia. How is she allowed yeah. to have that? Yeah, yeah. So is she like a warlord and also a business <laughs> owner? Like, what's she doing? I think she's ex-military. I think she's ex-military. It's called the Extermination Project. So I think she has, like, these coordinated plans that are, like, militaristic and stuff like that. Also has a PA system throughout the entire city on every surface of every building where she can just at any moment be, Come to me to get rid of the tentacle! See? Exactly! She's a warlord, is is what we're establishing, I think. Um, Porta Vista is a place of horror. <laughs> it really is. There's Pokemon is a very political show. <laughs> <laughs> there's obviously no police presence. Like where there's no regulations. Apparently, she could just do whatever. Yeah. Except doesn't uh, Officer Jenny show up in this episode, or am I thinking of a different episode? I think you're thinking of a was different she one. In this episode? I don't think she. Was. I think Officer Jenny, if she was here, she'd be busy breaking up the child bikini contest happening down the street well glad she's finally doing something well but she didn't appear in that episode no. either so probably not mm, she probably she just let it go <laughs> this is fine she doesn't I got more important things to worry about she doesn't appear <laughs> when she's actually needed only for asinine reasons she she assigns herself she's like a self-caser so she assigns herself to cases she doesn't necessarily have to go after all of them i mean she doesn't like report to anyone at what point do we stop seeing the other police officers that aren't, like, the actual, like, men and other people who aren't Jennies? Like, when do we just stop seeing them all together? Does she... Oh, oh yeah, I Does she, they like, existed. kill them mm-hmm. off eventually? Like, <laughs> she becomes... When she gets Growlithe, I think when she gets Growlithe, that's the end of the human, other human interaction with police. The Growlithe take over, take their slots. You know what we t- did talk about with Nessina very much was her... You mentioned it, Kelsey, but her nude Sexy men. servant boys. Yeah. Who also have, they have military um, camo helmets, <laughs> but they still are just wearing Speedos. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Nastina's, she's problematic. She's, There's some nasty Nastina stuff happening behind the scenes. Yeah. She's problematic. She also, that unfortunate incident at the end of the episode. Wait, which one? Okay, admittedly, I did get distracted. At some point, I looked up, and, it, like, we were having a jinx moment. It was it was unfortunate. Oh! Wait, yeah. What? Yeah. Ooh. Nastina's blackface uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. situation. Was, was that? I was like, whoa! Wait, that, did she, she that happened. hit in Yikes. the face with the ink, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was unfortunate. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. think of that. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was a bummer. Um, yeah, not a fan of Nastina. That's that's uh, what I'm saying here. Big no. <laughs> Big thumbs down. Um, she's got to go. Also, I do agree with Misty about the tentacle. Tentacool. They are cute. She's not wrong. I I, I have a problem with Misty saying that, though. Because she refers to these tentacle. I, I agree. They are 
they do look kind of cute, but she thinks the tentacle and tentacruel are all cute, but then she was like bugging out on Caterpie, bugging out on Caterpie <laughs> a few episodes earlier, talking about how disgusting Caterpie was. And then Caterpie's way cuter, I feel like, than the tentacruel or whatever. I, 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 I don't disagree with Missy saying they're cute, but I think that Caterpie's just cute too. It's a matter of personal oh. opinion, I guess. Yeah. Brock does say something like that. Yeah, he does. He does. That's what made me think of it. <laughs> you think that jellyfish is cute? Or something like that is what he throws out there. Brock's wrong. Brock and Ash are both wrong this whole episode. Well, um, they're wrong about the whole destruction of the environment for financial gain. But, I mean, he Brock says something like, ugly's in the eye of the beholder. And I'm like, okay, that is sort of true. I mean, it's all up to the person. Fair. Um, also, Tentacruel was giving me uh, Mewtwo vibes this episode i feel like oh, the uh yeah the, the theme of the episode where he's like people suck you guys i don't know that comes back in a big way i would argue T- tentacruel is rightfully attacking because its environment is being destroyed yeah exactly uh mewtwo mewtwo was just kind of pissed because he was having an existential crisis mm-hmm. that's fair so tentacruel is more of a magneto <laughs> is what we're saying. <laughs> Tentacruel was right, is what I wrote in my feature. notes. So. <laughs> Tentacruel, I mean, if Tentacruel wants to level Porta Vista, and it did, it did, yeah. Good, good for it. That I don't. We don't ever need to go back there again. Agreed. I'm Team Tentacruel in this whole episode. Um, I'm glad Pikachu didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> he, but he did though. Yeah, he did. <laughs> That's uh, not enough. <laughs> Let's get into the reason why Kelsey you selected this particular episode to watch. Because <laughs> I really liked the Pikachu do something meme that was floating around on the internet for a long time. It's really just a picture. There's a shot of the Tentacruel destroying the city. And the next picture is Ash and Pikachu with Ash saying, Pikachu, do something. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I um, I identify with that. I actually I have a story and every time I think about that image, I think about what happened to me one time on the train. I was going to work and it was super early, and I was really sleepy, and I was standing on the train, and there was this guy on the train also, and he was sick. So he was, like, throwing up on the train. Oh, and there God. was a woman who was seated, and she looked at me, and she screamed, Aren't you going to do something? <laughs> By which she meant, are you going to page, like, the, the person driving the train and be like, there's somebody sick on the train. But in that moment, I was like, what can I do? I felt like Pikachu. So that's why I appreciate that image so much. There it is. We're having a very vomit-heavy discussion. Yeah, this is like the third vomit story. Alex, you're next with the vomit story. What? Oh. You're next with the vomit. What if I don't have a vomit story? I just make one I up. I don't have a... Right. Well, the only one I can think of off the top of my head was the one time my mom told me that she took my younger brother to Golden Corral and somebody barfed right there in the Golden Corral and they've never been back since. So Wait, in the buffet? Not like in the trays of food, but like in the dining room. Oh, okay. Like, never go to buffets. And then it just put me off oh, no. of buffets no, in no. general. And th- I mean, obviously this was many years ago, so pre-COVID and everything, but... I've just seen so many videos and, and everything since of, like, people at the grocery store, like, the hot bar, like, licking the spoons, like, the serving spoons, yep. and I'm like, that it's just awful, and I don't think I'll ever go to a buffet ever again, so. I remember there was a meme for a while where people would go to the grocery store and Ugh. go to the ice cream aisle oh, and yeah. lick the top of uh, it and then put it back. 
I don't know why. Is I... this recent? Yes, it was oh, no. a couple years ago. It's a pre-COVID. No, I thought Austin. I thought they people got in big trouble recently because at the beginning of COVID, people were doing that to try to spread it around. Oh, well, or joke about spreading oh, it around. I was yeah. aware of that. I do remember the people who'd scream like COVID, COVID, and start like fake coughing on people. Sure. That's yeah. why they have the little plastic, like film things over the ice cream now, like. Oh, Which yeah. in Stina's. If, if I'm buying ice cream, I'm not going to take, in the store, take off the lid and ensure that the plastic seal but is But you wouldn't you be able to tell, I feel like you'd be able to tell if there was a tongue mark on the ice cream if you opened it. Like, no, if somebody licked it, but I, I don't know. I've started to check for the plastic seal or the, um. Oh, you did? Yeah, because one time I got a jar of peanut butter and I grabbed it. Oh, God. And the, the lid was loose on it. And I was like, that's, I've never grabbed one like that before. So I was like, why is this loose then? Un- Screwed the lid. Sure enough, there was like a finger mark Ew. where they, they tore the paper. And I assume a finger may have been some kind of spoon utensil. And obviously had some, they decided to take some peanut butter before they vacated the store. <laughs> did you put it back on the shelf or did you take it to the front and be like, this is damaged? I, I think I like threw it away somewhere. Oh, yeah, you took their the product and put it in the yeah, garbage? Yeah, I think I just found like a garbage okay. and chunked it. You know that's, what? That's just probably the yeah. best. You saved their inventory into your own hands. Yeah, because I couldn't yeah. find anybody, and I was like, it's on camera of me picking it up and it obviously being, you know, violated. So I just chunked it in the garbage. A... Find the camera and, uh, like, unscrew it and be like, look at this. And, like, really, like, over the top before you put it in the garbage. <laughs> I'm innocent. <laughs> when I worked at the... Uh the art supply store I used to work at, we used to have these little soft clay cubes, and one was called caramel. That was the color, and somebody took a bite out of it. Oh, they weren't God. successful. It was still in the wrapping, so it was just like a bite mark. Did the they corner. honestly think it, it was food? I don't know. Maybe they just thought it was funny, but it was like not a child-sized tooth pattern. It was definitely like either a child with... A very large mouth, which yeah. is also in a, in and of itself kind of terrifying, um, or it was definitely an adult. So people are wild. I don't know. Don't trust people. Certainly not Nestina. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, episode uh, yeah, Nestina. Um, this is our second episode with a giant Pokemon. Yeah, that, that that makes me think about giant Pokemon. You mentioned that. So the, the did they mention that the Tentacruel it gets like seven feet tall naturally? Right. At most, they say. Okay, at most, semi. That's a huge Pokemon, and then. I mean, that would be over us. Yeah, so it's a giant squid, basically, type thing. Did they ever talk about how actually big the tentacle gets once it gets supersized? I mean, it was the size of buildings. Yeah. It was throwing. Yeah, I thought I thought that would kill it. I'm just saying. I think if you did that to something, it would just kill it. <laughs> it would explode. Like like the blood would not be able to circulate yes, properly. If it grows like 40 times its natural size. There's no way, and if Team Rocket invented something like that, they're really wasting their time using it here. Yeah, what on earth did Team Rocket put on that thing? I said it was nuclear waste. <laughs> did they ever say? They said it was Team Rocket's, like, super secret, secret sauce. Secret stun sauce. <laughs> secret Not a fan of that. A secret stun <laughs> sauce. Secret sauce. <laughs> so I have a question, then. If becoming gigantic would kill the Pokemon, theoretically, I mean, how does... Dynamaxing work. I mean, obviously, I know we're we're years away from Dynamax, but okay. this is kind of the first. Well, if you don't count the giant Dragonite, Dynamaxing because it started out small and then became large. So uh, every single time we see a giant, I think of Dynamaxing. But <laughs> I believe that somewhere it was stated that when they Dynamax, they're not actually physically becoming that oh, size. Oh, it's a projection. They're like 
they're somehow inside of that thing somewhere, oh. and it's like some sort of like oh. energy, some nonsense. Oh, it's like Attack on Titan because in the again. Pokédex, their weight is like question mark, question mark, question mark. Is right? It? I, yes, I think it is. It is and this is like height, weight, question mark. Maybe it's, it's just a yeah, 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 projection, yeah. like an energy. Okay. Image. So they're still in front. So, uh, so maybe yeah. we should keep that in mind that Dynamaxia may not actually be growing to giant proportions. True. Once again, Pokemon is stealing from ti- Attack on Titan. <laughs> but whatever. The, the the episode title was not very creative this time around. We'll say that. Tentacool and Tentacool. Granted, I guess none of them were this time around. I don't remember what the next episode is called. The Ghost of Maiden's Peak. Oh, okay. I actually like that. I think it's nice and yeah, simple. Yeah, that's fine. And then we have Bye Bye Butterfree, which I feel was a, a missed opportunity. But. Call me crazy, but it ain't no lie, baby. Bye bye, Butterfree. <laughs> that was bye bye. I love that. That should have been the song that played in the montage at the end of the episode. <laughs> it just starts going through. <laughs> I can never say <laughs> enough. <laughs> okay, Alex, what were you talking about? Oh, no, about? I was just going to say I was thinking of you this entire episode because I got very strong Malamar vibes when I was watching this. Like, with the whole when Kelsey brought up, like, the mind control oh. and I'm like, okay, Malamar's also an evil squid who does, like, mind control stuff. So I was like, was this like the Malamar prototype? Like, did they get inspiration for this episode for Malamar later? Yeah, since it wasn't Tentacruel who was controlling me out and making him talk. It was a random Tentacruel. On its head. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. That's true, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, what is it with Pokemon and evil squid creatures? I figured it out. Um, in Porta Vista, they actually really are on a nuclear waste dump. Or it's like a Bikini Atoll situation. So these Tentacruel, these Tentacruel, they're just they're just wired to do weird How do you know? It really is a Magneto situation. How do you know that they're on a toxic waste dump? Because how else is a Tentacruel mind controlling me out than making it talk? Ocean magic. How else did a tentacruel grow to be 300 feet tall? See, that's the thing. We don't even know if it's explicitly what Team Rocket touched it with that made it that big. You know, it could have accidentally touched, like, some radioactive material and at the same time combined with the secret sauce exploded to being 40 times its normal size. So you've got, like, a Dawn of the Dead situation going on here where it's not the chemical that they think caused it. It was a mixture of chemicals. Spoiler alert. Also, I think Mestina is the one involved with the toxic dumping. Yeah, oh, easily. Absolutely. She seems the type to break mm-hmm. EPA regulations <laughs> and weapon laws and <laughs> vehicle <laughs> vehicle operations. <laughs> oh, she she's the person who got the bird the building permit. So she's like, I'm gonna try to get a building permit. She approves it herself, and then she just builds whatever she wants. Like, there's no like third party confirming her building. Is she also she like the mayor of this town or something? Like, how does she have so much power? She's a warlord. Yeah. I feel like Nestina is actually a very, like, timely villain. Like, for nowadays. Yeah! like, a gentrifier (laughs) that destroys the environment. Also, she's racist. Like, there's just so much going on. Does anyone else have anything else to say? Because I was actually going to transition to the next episode. Because it ties into Um, the first episode. We we left out the uh, Pikachu do something. Oh. Pikachu does do his scaredy cat Pikachu moment, which I can't fucking blame him. (laughs) He does try to then, talk to Tentacruel. You are right. Yeah. Yep. The Twerp Pokemon do go out and try to stop him. There's the iconic moment where Squirtle is sticking to Zubat through magic. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> that made no sense. I'm just reading my notes. Um, 
I was glad to see some Zubat recognition in this episode. That was pretty awesome, though. (laughs) I was going to say, speaking of Pokemon flying around, we completely didn't talk about the Starmie and Staryu hovering around carrying the sailors. Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. Oh, I thought you were talking about Staryu and Starmie picking up a tentacle and taking it to the water and dropping it (laughs) off like a crane game. (laughs) It was like a claw machine. like there was like six twerp Pokemon, and they there was thousands of tentacle, and the twerp were just like, okay, we're just gonna push you out the the sea. That'll that'll take care <laughs> of you. But no, Pikachu is the one who talked on Tentacruel, and then Misty, who during the middle of a horrible tsunami where every single building is flooded and falling to the ground, she gets to the top of a building and she's able to voice her concerns to Tentacruel. She climbs really fast. I was really impressed with her uh, climbing abilities of that tower pole. Misty was. Badass. Yeah, she was. This is actually her time to shine in this episode with like proclaiming her love for the sea and and proving to everyone that the environment is worth protecting. Yeah, Missy's been on a streak of good episodes. Yeah, she actually continues. Uh, it continues. Bikini, bikini contest aside. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I think that's like she shines a little bit in that episode because she talks about how how stupid it is. Like she says, that's this true. is like degrading and demoralizing, but I have to do it to help my friends or something like that. Not that that's an excuse to do something like that, but. You know, she does talk about how wrong it is, at least. We got Feminist Misty in there a little yeah. bit. Um, Feminist <laughs> I have no other notes other than what attack were the tentacle using to shoot a red laser beam that makes things explode? Psybeam. Oh, okay. Oh, was it, uh, did they know that? Yeah, I think Tentacruel can learn Psybeam. I don't know Tentacruel, okay. but I, know, I think Tentacruel can. Austin, it's funny you said that because I also have a note that says, what exactly was the laser beam that Tentacruel shot out of its head? <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah they're mutants Duh, okay it makes sense Duh. every single tentacle here is weird psychic powers <laughs> maybe they can use psybeam jacob's right that's what i'm assuming i just from a move set list i would say it's psybeam or dragon rage <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever escaped from dragon rage sorry kelsey we're referencing all these episodes that's, that have not been released that's okay that's okay is this where the the mvp lvp happens Yes, it does. Um, We list our MVP and LVP for the episode, and I have the randomizer up right here. It is Alex, Kelsey, Jacob, and Austin. For the MVP I picked for this episode, I picked Pikachu because, I mean, he didn't exactly, he didn't do something in that, you know, he went out and was fighting Tentacruel, but he did run out there with Pidgeotto and tried to, he was very diplomatic and somehow reasoned with tentacruel i don't know what he said but it worked so i was like thank you pikachu for saving the day with your (laughs) diplomacy skills (laughs) he's a diplomat that's for sure he's always the mediator between people having problems so it worked he did do something i was i was proud of him lvp was hard i don't i didn't even write anything but i'm just i'm gonna i know this is obvious i'm sorry guys i'm just gonna go with nastina because she was nasty the correct answer and all those things Kelsey said, not to like steal all your your points that you made, but she was just awful. So, <laughs> all right, Alex, would you like to share your quote with us? Oh, and sh- sure. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, I no, it's okay. It. Um, so the part at the beginning where Misty says something like, "She's like they call the pretty red spot on their heads the ruby of the sea," and then was it Brock or Ash? Somebody says, "Who calls it that?" And then Misty rock. says, thank you, yeah, Rock. He's like, who calls it that? And Misty says, I call it that. That That's my name for it. 
She just made it up. I love her. I was like, she's like obsessed with the tentacle. I'm like, that was sweet of her. Aww. My MVP for this episode is Misty, um, which is probably the obvious answer, but I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I feel like this was her time to shine. I enjoyed her passion for water Pokemon. As somebody that also thinks animals that other people think are ugly, um, uh, like, I think they're cute. Like, I, I can identify with that experience. Appreciate that. And, uh, yeah. No, she saved the day. That was cool. My LVP. So, okay, I'm gonna go with two LVPs if that's allowed. I'm grouping them into one person because I was so disappointed in Ash and Brock for <laughs> just taking the bait. They should know better. I'm especially disappointed in Brock because Ash is a child. And I mean, I guess Brock is also, but he's slightly older, so should know better, and he doesn't. I, uh, <laughs> I forgot about the quotes. I did not really write down a lot of quotes uh, or take note of them. I think the only thing I wrote down for this episode was the quote, you still think jellyfish Pokemon are cute? So I guess that's my quote, and my answer to that question is yes. I do, and everyone else should too. Fair enough. They were also in the right, like Team Tentacruel for sure. Mm -hmm. And also, Horsey's a race trader. <laughs> it's true. Dang. What? No, don't talk bad that's about Horsey. Harsh. Okay, harsh is, is that your MVP? Yeah, that's, that's my MVP, Austin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I just thought it was kind of brave of Horsey, because you don't see any other Pokemon out there trying to brave and warn all the citizens that, hey, something's about to go down over here. You don't see, like, a magic carp or a Goldeen or, a, you know, any other water Pokemon. This horsey steps up to the plate and says, hey, something's going on here. You guys need to resolve this issue, which, of course, they don't. That's why it escalates the, the way it, it did. So I do give Horsey his due diligence here. And then my LVP is going to be a group also, and that's going to be Team Rocket, because they do take the cash, the $1 million. They do take the offer that Nestina gives them to destroy and kill all the tentacle and for, as a part of the extermination project which is crazy so that's my lvp and then my quote is i think this is the first time that like ash misty and brock meet nestina whatever her name is and uh she offers them the one million dollars the free house and the resort and all that stuff and misty says no and then she goes there's a girl who can't be bought and i, <laughs> I thought that was pretty <laughs> Pretty, uh... Misty has morals. Yeah, she has morals. She's the only one. <laughs> unlike, unlike the others. Yeah. Okay, okay. my MVP is going to be Pidgeotto. Oh. Because of the shot where, the, you know, <laughs> Tentacruel is in the middle of the city, and Pikachu and Pidgeotto fly right up into its face. And I'm like, Pidgeotto, you're like teeny, teeny, tiny next to that thing. That's really brave of you to go out there and do that. Um, and since Pikachu was already taken, I'm going to give it to Pidgeotto, because he was right there with Pikachu. Could almost um, say he was a brave bird. Hey, uh, okay, um, I'm sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> my LVP... That's okay, bad puns are part of the show. Yes. My LVP is going to be Brutella. Ooh. So, Kelsey, I was wondering why if you had any thoughts about this. At the end of the episode, Tentacruel throws Blackface Nestina into the stratosphere, and she lands on her identical cousin, Brutella. Did, did you have any thoughts? Um, My thoughts were... There's two of them... <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that's really it I guess my other thought was like I don't know, Brutella sucks too She's just letting her sister do all, hey, or her cousin, sorry do all cousins, this shit identical cousins <laughs> they're two of a kind yeah. 
Sorry. The, uh, the Pokemon universe has some weird, weird family trees going on. Oh god, that means there might be more of them. I'm stupid yeah. too, because I thought they were actually—I thought that was her. <laughs> I, that's fair. I mean, I'm giving it to Brutella because that was very confusing because they fucking skipped the episode with Brutella, <laughs> <Yep>. and here's <laughs> Nestina who looks exactly the same. It has the same voice and the same everything, and then Brutella has the nerve to appear at the end of the episode creating much confusion for me like why is there two of them what the fuck is this about (laughs) why is she doing construction on her restaurant that team rocket destroyed i don't have any context for any of this our um four kids deleted an episode rightfully so what is happening here i'm having a crisis was this before (laughs) my lbp is uh before Before, okay (laughs) i'm always having a crisis don't worry about me sorry my quote is at the very beginning of the episode when they're gonna go save the sailors (laughs) <laughs> um, Misty throws out her water Pokemon. Shut up, pig up. And uh, Ash's response to Misty throwing out her Pokemon was, I didn't know you could do that, which is <laughs> correct, because Misty never does jack shit except for this recent stretch of episodes. <laughs> that's it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's where you're going. Harsh. Was he saying that she couldn't do that? Like, that he was surprised because she never steps up in that way? Or he didn't know that anyone could send out three Pokemon at a time. I think it's the latter. That's how I took it. I think it's the latter. Which makes sense because he's a but buffoon. But it, it may... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but my first thought was, yeah, Ash, I can't believe Misty's taking initiative. <laughs> no, right? How dare she try to help oh. these people that are in a dire crisis? <laughs> Ash is going to have sex with one of those sailors later in my fan fiction. Oh, Lord. Actually, I don't think they actually did have sex. I don't know. Uh, you were in elementary school when you wrote this? Yes. I'm gonna let that sit. <laughs> okay. Well then. <laughs> I wish I could find it. Oh, I gotta go back and rewatch this episode and just pay attention to the sailors now. I was so Even one shot. So distracted by all the other horrible stuff going on that I did not take note of the sailors. So I missed that. Elementary school. He later gets though. an entire episode, so I'm just saying. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Right. <laughs> so the, a, a soft transition here. Okay, and this is where I think, I keep saying her name wrong, Nanstina or whatever, became the, who she is today. And I think it's a dynasty thing. Okay, because if in the next episode they reference that at one time there was a major war in the Pokemon oh. universe. <laughs> so I think Nancina comes from this long line of kind of like Lockheed Martin weapon suppliers. And that's how be- she became so rich. And influence, influential over the city. So that's oh, where... family. So the episodes do connect in that way. Other than that, they don't connect hardly at all. But that's how the Nancina family dynasty began, was this great war a long time ago. is a war criminal. Yep. That's what I'm for learning from this. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Can I pose a question to the group? Yeah. No. Okay. So, no. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pose it anyway because this is a real head scratcher. They say what it was two thousand years ago that they had this like war. So I'll admit I went and I was like googling around. I was like, okay, what was like human history like two thousand years ago? And I don't know much about like Japanese history, but were they even like advanced enough to be having like? War? I mean, they were dressed in like pretty modernish clothes with modernish sort of armor and stuff. And I'm like, this seems pretty. I mean, it's a Pokemon world, so maybe they have a different timeline. But I'm like, I don't think there was any like wars or whatever happening 2,000 years ago. This is kind of confusing to me. But does anyone know about 
like the Iron Age of Japan yes. two thousand years ago. Yes. And there was a lot of battles. Their armor. There, okay. there was a lot in feudal Japan. There were a ton of battles and like transitions of power there. So it was like that's so, you get rapid transition of dynasties and like the Shogun era with the samurais. Was and that, that two thousand years ago? What I, What was two thousand years ago in Japan? What era was that or dynasty? I have no idea, but I'm assuming that's what they're referring to because at one point it was very chaotic there with all the. I'd different... like to point out that feudal Japan was one thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure it out. I was like, I just googled. 2,000 years ago from today, <laughs> 21 yeah. BC or CE. 1,080 so, or something like that, yeah. Yeah. So feudal Japan was only 1,000 years ago, you said? Yeah, but I just thought that that's what they were referring to. It looks like it was like 12th century through sometime later. So maybe the Pokemon world was a little bit more advanced than ours, but I don't know. I thought it was interesting history factoid trivia thing. I'm trying to figure out what is the Yo-Yai or Yayoi period? What is that? Timeline, timeline. Oh, a timeline of Japanese history. Here yeah, we go. I was going to say, like, Japan was, like, Japanese society, uh, I guess, had already, just, like, established, like, a, a prefecture, and I don't know. I don't know anything about Japanese history. I'm just going to put that out there. I know nothing. <laughs> I am completely ignorant, so sorry to everyone. Um, no, that's what my question <laughs> was. I was like, I don't know enough about it to, to dispute it one way or the other, but I thought 2,000 years was a too long of a time frame for that particular stuff to be happening with like boats and armor and a girl in a dress who you know kind of modernish looking honestly but i'm looking up images and like it seems like that samurai armor there was wearing yeah it's pretty accurate. yeah they have yeah, yeah like their armor is very for advanced that ish that area mm-hmm. yeah japan in the period zero a.d and yeah okay well then yeah. it was apparently That's interesting a vassal state of the han dynasty in china so, so they were a, a state. Like oh, there wasn't okay. for. So, yeah, that's oh, it. That's yeah. all I know. Austin, that <laughs> that armor on the the right hand side looked pretty close to what they showed in the yeah thing. Okay, well, that was my my question. I just was like, I didn't know the timeline. I thought maybe they were two thousand was a little bit too far back, but it could be completely wrong. That's what so, that's what I thought obviously. they were different. Just like the feudal period and all that stuff with uh, a lot of chaos going on back then. Yeah, but not the feudal period. That was later. Yeah, that was later. Yeah, this is kind of like them sorting out the feudal period. <laughs> this is them getting to the feudal Japan period. <laughs> that was that was all I had about the war. If anyone else wants to carry over. Okay. okay. <laughs> it was before feudal Japan. There, there was, was a war. war. There was wars. Yeah. Yeah. Is anyone else saying anything cool about this episode or do we move on to the next one? No. Oh my gosh. Uh, there's nothing okay. to say. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I'm on the Wikipedia article, Japanese festivals. Okay, okay. I hope this isn't enough Japan right. for this episode. <laughs> we keep going, that's fine. So, I just want to say, did anyone else hear the weird audio glitch? Yes. In the beginning? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go on the Ferris wheel! <laughs> Let's go on the Ferris wheel! I was like, what the... F-? I-, I rewound it, because I was like, did I, like, mishear this, or what? Like, I is something wrong with my computer? <laughs> I didn't hear that, because I watched the episodes at one and a half speed. So it kind of all sounds like that, so... Do you really? Yeah. Oh my god. Why? Gotta go fast. You gotta get through it somehow. I had to do it this week because uh, I was running really short of time. Mm. Um, Officer Jenny was there. Mm-hmm. Yes, that scene was very suspicious. Team Rocket is looking for yen slash Photoshop pennies. <laughs> uh, on the ground, they find a singular penny 
and Officer Jenny appears to make them go file a report for the lost cash they found. One penny. I, I don't even know where to begin with Jenny this time. Kelsey or Jacob, any thoughts on psychopath Jenny? Uh, I don't know. She doesn't have a priority straight at all. I mean, she's looking on the ground for a penny when apparently there's been a, like, solicitator running around the island for the past 20 years that they never called, and she's worried about a penny on the ground. I mean, Typical. Yeah. Typical. Typical Jenny. Typical. Okay, I can... <laughs> that's, that's all I and have she's... to say. <laughs> I would assume, like, I don't know. I feel like at this point, Team Rocket's picture... I mean, okay, their picture was posted in Viridian City, was it not? Yes. Yes. And so you would think that this knowledge would be passed around to the precincts of, like, all the major towns. And she's staring at Team Rocket in the face. I'm pretty sure they're wearing their uniforms. Yes. And she has no knowledge of them as criminal. Like, she just... Okay, I don't know. When, when <laughs> Jenny listed Ash, Misty, Brock, Jesse, and James being lost at sea, they assumed that Jesse and James had died and you... sunk into the bottom of the ocean. And these are just their identical strangers. Who are also wearing their clothes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Jenny's a lunatic. She's trying to get them to report a penny. All, <laughs> all money must report. be reported. All money. Thank you for doing your part. Oh my god. Okay. I want to know more about the 2,000 years ago girl, because mm-hmm. she, the legend says she stood on the peak, oh, yeah. she, tur- she turned to stone. Mm-hmm. In the modern day, she is a rock, Yes. and the peak she's on, I don't know anything about erosion or natural <laughs> g- land processes, <laughs> but how did it happen that the part of the cliffside she was on is now disconnected from the rest of it? Because she was heartbroken. Symbolism. And yeah. <laughs> yes. Because the flashback, she's like, she hasn't wandered over to a rock pillar disconnected <laughs> from the landmass. In the modern day, it is. It's a separation. Yeah. It's like a, it's a metaphor. Maybe. Oh, could it be? Like, yeah, like she's separated. From, they're on a fault line. Yeah, and yeah. She's or, leaving the island. Alternatively, she was never real. And there was just this rock sitting out there that was shaped like a lady. And people were like, oh. Well, she is real. no, she is real. She, we see her ghost. We see her. Well, later on. How do we know <laughs> that that is not just a lie? A double ghastly. Was it? It's a wait, double ghastly. What, yeah, and also, wasn't it the old lady that's telling the story and showing off the drawing? That's true. Y- yeah, it's the wait. old man. Oh, no, you're right. Different you're right. guy. Oh, okay, well, he was like a festival person. All old people on this and, island are ghosts. <laughs> So. Every single person is a ghost. That's actually oh, a really good the voices. Theory. Let's go on the Ferris wheel. Let's go on the Ferris wheel. The, Ferris wheel. the old, the old lady was ghastly. Yeah, right. Yeah. But also, and see, I say this because in Iceland you get a lot of troll stories and ghost stories, and there's a lot of folklore that's influenced by uh, like lava rock formations all over Iceland, mm. so there are these crazy shapes. There's all these stories about, like, here's the troll man who was walking his troll cows back to his home, and then the sun came up, and he turned to stone, and that's why those rocks are there, and they look like that. I mean, you have a lot of that kind of built into my- the mythology of Iceland, so I don't know. That, that was my first thought. Mm. I, my that's interesting. That interesting. I didn't know that. I do love your theory. Um, of them all being ghosts, though. Like, just the, for the festival, everyone comes out to play. And then once mm-hmm. the festival is over, like, everyone just disappears. So, like, Ash and them so just... like a yeah. Day of the Dead thing? Yeah, they just came, like, the one time that everybody came out. That's the reason why it's so conveniently timed. 
so Jenny's also yeah a Jenny's also yeah. that's the reason why she's only cared about is, the money is, yeah is the nurse Joy who was like you can't go outside Ash you it's your bedtime yeah. is she also yes yeah. okay great there's a uh, curfew in this town yeah for the ghost well yeah there's a ghost abducting men <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> that's true <laughs> James oh my god I love James this episode okay one last thought on the rock here's my theory this is what I'm proposing there really was a girl because we saw the ghost. Mm. There was a girl who, in her depression from her husband or boyfriend getting lost at war or whatever, she starved herself to death, essentially. Or whatever. She, she died. She, died of a broken heart. She threw Padre herself style. off the cliff. I think she... Maybe she threw herself off yeah. the cliff. Something. She died somehow mm-hmm. at a young age. And in mourning, someone from the town sculpted a rock fixture in her image. Mm-hmm. That's why... That's what, and, then, and then her ghost settled on that structure to hang out at. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I like that. That's a good theory. Okay, that's my theory. But she didn't come back as a ghost until the like the carving was finished. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just adding a little bit on there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, we're going to this fan fiction. Ash having... We're good at this. Let's keep going. Uh, Ash and the sailors have completed their fun times and... Ghastly is actually her long-lost lover. <gasps> oh, oh my god. Actually, do we Paige know Turner. what the origin of Ghastly's like, are? It's a fart. They're, they're ghosts. But ghosts of what? Ghost type Pokemon. It's a dead um. What's it? Cubone. A Cubone bone. No um. A Marowak. I've always been under the impression that Ghastly are just living creatures because you can hatch them from an egg. That's yeah. true too. They are living creatures that somehow have ghost like qualities, <laughs> and seemingly they can commune with the dead. Yeah. Like features. Cool. I mean, I would love to be born with ghost like features, but Same. Ghastly can talk I too. <laughs> I was reading the pokedex entries for ghastly and it just says it is made of gas so far it's largely composed yeah. of a gaseous gaseous matter do you think ghastly smells like something like brimstone no Ooh. ghastlies don't smell no. because they would have recognized the smell i think they would have said something in the sure. episode <laughs> you know, like god it smells uh, like butt up here pearl's pokedex entry said a pokemon born from poison gas poison gas yeah, well, it is type. a poison type. So the fumes from Nexina's factories that she has going. <gasps> That's why it can talk it can and talk. why it's so powerful. Yep, there you go. Oh, my God. It all connects. Fucking Nestina's the true villain. <laughs> she is. She's the worst person ever. I do want to know how this Ghastly is so advanced. It can talk and shapeshift yeah. and like do all these things that we've never seen. It makes tangible items. Like it makes yeah, po- it makes Pokemon that can actually do things. Venus toys. Yeah, like it can make like hybrid versions of Pokemon, and then they can do multiple attacks at once. This is like a seriously OP Gastly going on here. That Venus toys situation. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. I wish that was something they'd actually do. <laughs> I uh, I was mildly horrified by it, but but also yeah. I kind of wish it existed. Okay, who's seen Dragon Ball Z? That's what I was thinking. Fusion. They that that was a Dragon Ball Z reference, yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, making sure. Because uh, I mean, it just is. They don't really go through the whole. And Dragon Ball Z, it's a really complicated process to fuse the Z warriors. Oh. And but we won't get into that because my fan fiction is just not ready yet. But yeah, it reminded uh, me of um, Austin. You know what it reminded me of? No, I don't. From X Men. What X Men? No. Yes. I can't remember his name now. Out. Who? Out. Uh, out? <laughs> shit. What was his name? Okay, Gambit. well. Gambit. Give me a description. It's it's Magneto and... Um, Zorn. No. Isn't it Magneto and Xavier combined? Onslaught! Onslaught, yes. Yes, yeah, Onslaught. Made me think of yes. Onslaught. Oh, uh, okay. And so my first instinct was to hate it, but... 
then it was... Uh, oh, fair enough. <laughs> Sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> what? Anyway. <laughs> Explaining Onslaught is a lot, I think. Onslaught. Okay, Jacob, describe your gift that you posted, since this is not a visual medium. Uh, it's uh, Professor X using his telepathic powers to call Wolverine to bring him a cheese pizza. And you see a whole bunch of... Does he get his cheese pizza? I don't know. That's the question. Probably not. Wolverine eats a lot of food, so I doubt he gets it. Yeah, you see that body? He has to have all that protein. It's probably a like a triple meat pizza. Um, hey, now. Should I explain Onslaught? Fuck it. Onslaught... <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> ...is an X-Men villain from the 90s who basically only existed to have the Avengers no longer be part of the Marvel Universe because they were so unpopular in the 90s. But he was originally conceived, well, he was originally conceived to be nothing, but he ended up being conceived as Professor X's evil form come to life to attack. But then they decided, well, we can't have Professor X be wholly evil. So they decided that it wasn't just Professor X, it was him and Magneto who had a psychic baby together named Onslaught. Oh, yeah. I do know who you're talking about now. Isn't he, um... He was in the uh, like he's the animated Mar- Marvel vs. Capcom. Yes. No, he was not in the animated, animated series. But he was in the. He's he in might the, have made a cameo, but I don't remember. He's in the games, though, right? Yes. Yes. So this baby isn't born. This is born out of them like fighting. Having a psychic. Yeah, it's like a yeah, psychic, psychic fight. Yes. Yes. I hate know, sex. I know exactly who you're talking about now. Yeah. Okay. I remember him. He from looks the game. like Magneto, but evil. Or okay, Ghost of Eden speak. We do get <laughs> Venus Doyce's onslaught, and <laughs> we do get a religious reference in this episode again. The cross. the cross. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they are carrying that theme over from the Noah. But, I mean, I guess that... It's not it's not a direct reference like Noah is, I don't think. This is more of like, if you've seen Exorcism, there's always some kind of cross. I mean, I would argue that a cross is very definitely a religious symbol. Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm, I'm saying that, but it's not like an actual... In the context it was used, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. not like a, uh, like a direct call like Noah was, or... Like, they basically tell almost the whole story of Noah in that one episode. In this episode, they just say, I have a cross. And also other monster tools. Gonna say, she's got several monster vanquishing yeah. paraphernalia somehow on her person. I'm yeah. like, why? where did you get this stuff? That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> is on fire. She's the best. I'd like to point out, she very well could have gotten all that stuff. Because the timeline is James and Brock disappear overnight, appear the next day, the ghosts lady woman appears and says i have the stickers and they hang around the shrine an entire day for the next night putting stickers everywhere what my note is can they not just fucking leave the town (laughs) yeah (laughs) look around for no reason that's a good point maybe the ghosts don't follow them or like the curse will follow them maybe that's the uh yeah maybe they're afraid of the sure but I'm like, okay, that's a that's a large window of time for Misty to go and get a cross and a steak and garlic and go all Buffy on us. <laughs> Buffy the Misty Slayer. Buffy the Misty Slayer? <laughs> I will say also, the calling those anti-ghost stickers feels unnecessary when you could just say that they're talismans, which I guess they kind of are. I was thinking of Sailor Mars yeah. the whole time. Yeah, same. That, that brings me back to my Weird. issue with Jenny. Because obviously there's an extortionist on the island selling fake ghost stickers. Uh-huh. And she's worried about a penny instead of finding the person who's apparently been doing this for 20 years or more. Would love to see Jenny try to arrest the Yeah, that would be awesome. I thought she was going to kick in and save the day. Because I forgot what, like when I was a kid or something. I forgot what happened since the last time I watched this. I was like, this is Jenny's time to shine. She's going to handcuff a ghastly. But nope, everyone gets away. Scott free. 
It's never Jenny's time to shine, ever. Nope. Maybe I'm wrong, but am I, am I misremembering? It was the old lady who ended up being ghastly in the end. Mm-hmm. Was she the one who was selling the stickers? Yes. Yes. Because uh-huh. at the end, ghastly has a magical... Um, cash register. Cash register that floats yes. with him. <laughs> Again, OP ghastly. Uh... This is a weird episode. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> this defies everything we know about Pokemon and then some... Okay, so I want to point out, I think the transparent ghost girl is Ghastly, but when she has color, I think she's the real yeah. one. So I think Brock and James actually do see her. Mm-hmm. But then that's weird, because at one point she turns into Ghastly. I think they have a deal where Ghastly says, you, or the lady ghost says, you can exploit my image to make money as long as you continue to search for my long-lost lover in the gross ghost world as you go on your endeavors. Mm. See, I went in a different direction. I went the Coco direction. And I'm like, okay, Ghastly and this girl have a deal where you have to keep the legend alive because people need to keep on believing in her because oh. otherwise her ghost will fade from the ether. That's really sweet. <laughs> I like that. I actually like that a lot. That's sweet. <laughs> if her husband is tied to her legend, presumably people remember him as well, so his ghost will also exist yeah. for Ghastly to find. Mm-hmm. I really just should write fan fiction about this show. You, you do, you're on fire today. Yeah. You're like Misty. Yeah. Um, yep. But it's been uh, a long time, too. Like, 2,000 years this legend has been going on. You know, this didn't, like, happened yesterday. There's a long lineage of nuclear-radiated ghastly yep. keeping the legend alive. <laughs> what is the lifespan of a ghastly? That's a good question. Let's go to Google. <laughs> Likewise, this is another episode in which real animals exist. Mongoose? There's just is, a mongoose. Is the plural of mongoose mongoose? I, probably not, but oh I'm my going God. with it. But they pull up a, a mongoose to scare somebody. I don't remember. Oh, the mm-hmm. Ekans. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. Thank you. Thank you, Kelsey. We actually need to keep track of that. <laughs> and the gas mask at mongoose, too. But according to Google, the lifespan of a ghastly is as long as someone keeps believing in them. What the hell? That's a cop-out <laughs> is what that is. That's bullshit. Yeah, it is. I just made that up. It, oh, <laughs> okay. I thought you... <laughs> I thought you'd found a Ghastly fanfiction. <laughs> no, I typed in lifespan of Ghastly, and it talks about, and it said Ghastly Ebola, unlikely to be the last of its kind. So, what? Yeah, it, it didn't really help me at all. No. My last note says, "See, Misty, you look so much better without a side pony, because she lets her hair down and wears her um, kimono, and Ash is like, oh my god, Misty.' Yeah, they oogle over her again. Um, Jesse has a feminist moment. Do we? Did we talk about <gasps> that? Um, no, but you certainly do. Her, That's a famous one. Her critique of the uh, the long lost lover lady trope was there for it. That was that was good. Thanks, Jesse, calling out the bullshit. That's it. That's all I wrote down. <laughs> that, that ghost lady is so toxic. She's still a fucking ghost two thousand years later, <laughs> yeah. and scaring the hell out of people for no reason. <laughs> yeah, poor ghost lady. She's just trapped by her toxicity. I guess I don't know. Um. Yeah, that's it. I was I was really distracted by that. I was distracted by the mongoose, Ghastly's life expectancy. As long as you believe. I like it. to imagine that like life expectancy of a Ghastly is until um, the consistency of the gas forming into a Ghastly mm. emissions gets weaker over time yes, emissions. and like it dissipates into nothing. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> as the world turns more green and continues to go that way, you'll see less and less Ghastlies come about. Like when our world rate of emissions equals zero. Ghastly will cease to exist. That's 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 bittersweet. I don't know. I like <laughs> Ghastly. I guess you never really see Pokemon age, do you? 
No, you do. Yeah. Do you? Okay. Old mm-hmm. man Scyther. Rare, rarely, yeah. Mm. And the old Pikachu in that one episode. The surfing Pikachu. The Bellsprout with a beard. <laughs> I forgot about when that. When did Bellsprout have a beard? <laughs> in one of the Pikachu shorts that only aired on um, airplanes in J- <laughs> domestic flights in Japan. <laughs> oh. Austin, you know a lot. <laughs> I know a lot of, like, weird, worthless information I'm never going to need, ever. Until you use it here at this podcast. And then yeah, it like, just relevant. now, when I revealed oh my God. the belt yes. route with a beard. Is it? Is it this? Yes, it is that. Oh, oh it's so cute. That was fast. Oh, look, it's, like, wilting. Look at his yeah. leaves. And every evolved, Oh, either. he's got a cane and everything. Oh, my God, it's so cute. we got to make sure to watch that one. Oh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, how come it didn't evolve? That's interesting. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I would imagine an old Pokemon to be an evolved Pokemon that's just like I think aged. It's, it's holding an Everstone. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe it could its beard. be. It's hiding. I want to see a Victory Bell with a beard. Alex, while searching for images, I found the Pokemon Wiki article for Spoopy the Bellsprout. <gasps> oh, should I, should I tell my Spoopy story yes. about how I was betrayed? Just real quick. So back when Pokemon X and Y came out, I was very upset because I caught a Phantump and I wanted so badly to nickname it Spoopy because if I remember right, wasn't before we knew what Trevenant's name was, everybody was calling it Spooky Tree or something. Yeah. I don't remember. Spooky Tree. Um, they're like, oh yeah, Spooky Tree. So I was like, when I get this game and I, I'll catch a Phantom because it was like one of my favorites at the time. I was like, I'm going to name it Spoopy, Spoopy the Phantom. And I could not name it Spoopy because somehow the censor in the game decided that poop was a bad word and it was unacceptable. And I could not name the Phantom Spoopy and I was very upset for a long time. And Austin will tell you that I probably talked about it way too much. But who thinks that poop is a bad word? Yes, Jacob, your hand is raised. It's dirty and I don't like it. Well, that's just a bunch of poop. It makes me think of that image of Blue Toad. It's still bitter. (laughs) Ew. How could you? You think Pokemon go to the bathroom? Like, do you think... Could you imagine having to clean up? Digimon do. Yeah. Digimon poop. Is there any any reference in any medium in any Pokemon franchise over the last 25 years of Pokemon pooping? Oh, wait, Pocket Monsters manga. There we go. Oh, there was a lot happening in Pocket Monsters aside from that. Yep. Yeah, we saw Pikachu shit and then faceplant into the shit. So there we go. Oh, they boot. Perfect. Okay, oh. they do release the matter. I feel better now. Cool. If you can't tell, I'm still very upset by this whole thing. <laughs> Understandable. I'm bitter. I'm bitter. I hate when people Yo, we're going long. We're going long. Let's go MVP. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> this is our <sighs> bonus deluxe episode, Austin. You can't rush Apparently. perfection. <laughs> I'm at the point of the episode where I get tired, and I'm like, let's wrap it up. Okay, okay. Oh. fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. I do it every single time. <laughs> okay. Austin has his limits. I did the same one. Okay, uh, Austin, me, Kelsey, Alex. Oh, oh, first. oh shit, oh, fuck. Oh, oh shit. Uh... See, this is what you get for being all like, I'm tired, and I want to end. <laughs> My MVP, I haven't been first in forever. My MVP will be... Uh, the Ghastly, because it's the first <laughs> one I can think of. Uh, and my LVP will be uh, the Ghost of Aiden's Peak. <laughs> Girl, it's time to move on. Get over it. It's been 2,000 years, and he's not returning your calls. I think he died. He's just not that into you. Well, yeah, she died too. Yeah, they're both dead. That's true. 
he's already moved on. He's like hooked up with some ghost girl, and they're in hell to this day. And she's just like, I gotta stay around the cliff. He's coming back, I swear. No. Uh-uh. Your gay best friend, Gasly, is lying to you. Move on. Ah. Okay. <laughs> so my quote is, Brock sees the ghost, and he says, wow, what a knockout. And then a still image of people tramples over him. <laughs> That's it. Well done. <laughs> All right, so my my MVP... Crap. I don't know. Uh, I my MVP is Nurse Joy, because I think she does a good job of playing mom and making sure the kids are responsible and get to bed at a reasonable hour. And my LVP is Jenny, because she needs to get, to get her priorities straight. She's worried about a penny, and there's probably all this different crime going on. And then my quote is after Brock complains about, like, not meeting girl and all this stuff. They see, like, the festival or whatever, and they're all talking about what they'll do, Ash and Misty. And then Brock goes, I guess I'll ride the Ferris wheel all alone. And then, then Brock, and then Misty and Ash just completely ignore him and keep talking about the festival and how cool it looks. Um, my MVP was going to be Gasly, but Austin stole it. So I guess my MVP is Ash because he does nothing in this episode. <laughs> um so he you know he's, he's just neutral he just exists uh my lvp <laughs> uh oh no i take it back i take it back wait a second my mvp is jesse in this episode mm. because she has a, a good hot take about the ghost lady just doing nothing and waiting forever for a man and how lame that is and i agree with her my lvp is ash because he does nothing in this episode there we go. Um, the only quote I wrote down was, I'll ride the Ferris wheel all alone. Um, so that was going to be my quote, but I guess I'll go to the only other thing that I wrote down, which was anti-ghost stickers. So maybe that'll be my quote instead. That's it. Perfect. Stands on its own. Um, this is hard because there's no options left <laughs> to pick. Um, originally I was going to say Jesse for MVP. Um, God, who's left? I don't even remember who's left that I can even pick. James. Missy the Vampire James. Slayer. Um, um, James. James. Brock. Well, I, I guess I'll Atkins. pick, I guess I'll, I'll pick, um, Misty for her having her ghost hunter preparedness kit that she just had on her person. And let's see, LVP, I, oh, God. This is hard too. I was gonna pick the maiden, but Austin, you picked her, right? Yep. Who's left? Uh, Atkins. Did anybody pick Brock or James for LVP? No, no, we kind of ignored yeah, them actually. I okay, about them. I'll I'll just I'll pick them as a, a double feature in the fact that they were evil-minded men who got ensnared by a obvious ghost trap. Couldn't think for themselves. Ash was immune, but I guess that was because he was too young. I like how James snapped out of it. Yeah. He did. That's true. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Very <laughs> Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel so well. That was hard. Oh my god. Okay, that was hard. Give a quote. Oh yeah, the part where Jesse says, "Hey girl, you can't take him. You haven't got a ghost of a chance." Uh-huh. Uh, she really cares about James. <laughs> I think he mentions that. You really do care. <laughs> they come back for. All right, well, that transitioned us to our final episode to talk about for the evening, which is Bye Bye Butterfree, and it's pretty self-explanatory what happens in this episode. I have next to nothing to say about yeah. it. Really? <laughs> this was pretty bare bones. I don't have hardly any notes either on this. 
And you know what? This episode has the original sin, which is this is the episode where for the first time the format is Team Rocket up here, they take the Pokemon, they take the Pokemon to a different location, the twerps follow them, free the Pokemon, and that's the whole episode. And that is gonna be several hundred more episodes yep. exactly like that, and fuck that. Mm. We can so, skip them. Fuck this episode. What? We could skip them. We just go to uh, Orange Islands. We just skip to Orange Islands. I well, did mostly have... Advanced Generation and Johto that do that. <laughs> you don't mess with the tried and true formula, Austin. I hate this formula. This formula's um, kept him alive forever. That's true. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I got really passionate. <laughs> <laughs> I have a passion for the for underage kids continuing to drive vehicles they shouldn't be. Because I don't know how they get this, but Brock starts operating a hot air balloon. I'm it seems to be a trend. Yes. Yeah. I, I like how we don't see them rent the hot yeah, air they balloon. They just take yeah. it in the hot air balloon. They just take it. Who, who could believe there's a hot air balloon to rent right yeah. here? Why are, there, why are there so many hot air balloons in the Pokemon universe? Just there. Like, that's a normal mode of transportation that exists plentifully in the world. Maybe because of the almost zero emissions? Like, it's yeah. just... I don't have um, the... HM5 is rarely available at this point, so... <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon can't fly just yet. I can't believe you remember that, what all the HMs are. You know, I can't can you, can you double check? Wait, HM5 is flash. Maybe it's flash. <laughs> is it really? Wait, is it two? I think so. HM2, right? Yeah, I just hollered something. Did you look it up, Kelsey, or did you know that? No, Alex was the one that shouted that out. Yeah, I just said something. I thought they came, they were like, the order you got them was what HM they were. But I don't know. It's... I'm now trying to remember. HM1 is obviously cut. 2 is fly. 3 is... Sir? What's... Maybe... Yeah, maybe. I think it is, sir. 4 is what? Rocks? Which one's left? Smash. Is 5 waterfall? Uh, or no, no. 5 oh, is fly. Strength. Strength. Strength is 4? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yes. Uh, 5 is splash. I don't know. Are there others? There's waterfall. 6 is whirlpool. Or whirlpool. 7 is waterfall. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then later they changed 6 to rock smash, and they... Add eight dive. This is so fucking boring. Well, thank God they got rid of that and then just added ride Pokemon for God's yeah. sake. I mean, jeez. Yeah, that was an archaic way of doing things. <laughs> All right, but um, Brock has no idea how that hot air balloon works because when they're trying to speed up, he just makes more hot air they go, come they out. Go yeah, up. they would go up. He, it would actually make it worse for them to operate the vehicle <laughs> he was doing it. But once again, uh, Pokemon World physics saves the day and propels them. There just happened to be a nice northeastern coming into that point that propels them to the factory but you didn't know they had a rocket booster strapped to the back of that thing yeah, apparently um my oh go ahead Cassie. oh i was just gonna say this this episode should have been called the birds and the butterfreeze ah, ah that's great like it was a missed opportunity i love it that's it that was the <laughs> who do we write into and retroactively have that changed let me look up something I just had one thought while Jacob's searching for whatever he's searching for. I Pluto? was going to say, I think we should have taken a shot every time they said the word Butterfree mm. during this episode. Because I think that they said Butterfree maybe like 500 times. Yeah, I would agree. It was a lot of Butterfree. Butterfree, what are you doing over there, Butterfree? Can't you tell, Butterfree, that you're not doing the right thing you need to do, Butterfree? This is what you got to do, Butterfree. Like, it just was incessant. Oh, so many Butterfrees. Okay, let's go through this episode without saying the word Butterfree. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, th I, was, I thought the Japanese name may be something like Kelsey said, more creative, but it's the exact same thing. It's Bye Bye, you know, the Pokemon. Uh, what's Butterfree's Japanese whoa, name? Whoa, whoa, Alex! Oh my gosh. Butterfree? 
Its Japanese name is Butterfree. Is it really? <laughs> yes. That's nice. lame. That is lame. <laughs> okay, so it has. It, apparently, it has to cross the ocean at this point, at this time, today, or else it'll never be able to reproduce. Luckily, they were just happened to be there. That's true. <laughs> they did just happen to be there. <laughs> Luckily. Thank, yeah, thankfully. And apparently Brock knew. Yeah, yep. but that makes, I guess, a degree of sense because, I don't know, I feel like Brock is a relatively knowledgeable trainer in comparison to the rest of them. Yeah, but he always shares it, like, at the right time. Like, they always ask, and then he's always like, oh, th- obviously this is when the Butterfree tend to mate, and then, like, he never told them. Like, they're going, he knows where they're going. He knows this is going to take place there. Then he expels the information, like, way later. Well, I want to know more about the the hot air balloons full of Butterfree trainers who congregate to this yeah. cliff to release their Butterfree. Yeah. yeah. More info about them, please. Why don't those guys get any sad montages about letting go their Butterfree? They're fine with it. They're like, uh ah. Well, they do it all the time, yeah. apparently. They... I think they're conservationists. And I think, they, <laughs> oh. I think they go out, like, further into the Pokemon region and capture them. And then bring them to that spot to continue, like, the mating process going for Butterfree. So I think the only one there who actually owns a Butterfree is Ash. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I feel like logistically this mating situation should happen in other regions, but but I guess maybe it only happens there. I guess we get to establish that. But yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting can butter- theory. Can, can butterflies travel over oceans? That's a good question. In real life? You know, they shouldn't they be can. able to, no. <laughs> it's easily. It's no problem. I mean, my other question is, well, I guess it's not a question, it's more of a statement, an observation, but uh, when Team Rocket is capturing all the Butterfree, and Butterfree, like Ash's Butterfree, is trying to save them, and is pitifully tackling and trying to stun Spore the helicopter, they're like, no, 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 let him do it. It's not working out, Just, but let him do it. It's fine. He's got to show his love for the pink Butterfree. And I just, I, that bummed me out. I don't know. Butterfree needed help. You mean when Ash tries to send out Pidgeotto? Yeah. Ash says no. Yeah. yeah, they were like, nah, it, it's fine. It's clearly not working. Butterfree was clearly suffering. I don't know. Didn't sit right with me. Yes. Yes, Alex. Austin, I have a, I just wanted to say, I was looking up something when you were talking about, um, Butterfree's flying over the ocean or whatever. So the monarch butterfly actually, yeah, they do have an annual migration um, and they're the only ones to do this, but they fly up to 2,500 miles from the U.S. and Canada where they breed all the way down to central Mexico where they hibernate. Oh, do they go Um, over the ocean? Well, it's not over the ocean, but it's 2,500 miles, which is pretty damn impressive. So I was like, well, and it is a real life phenomenon that the monarchs do migrate so hmm. that was a great find well, they, was... they were in acapulco just recently yeah so they're pretty close that was awesome i love a little sorry tid- i just had to throw that in no there. i love little tidbits like that it helps uh actually have us something to talk about uh anyone else got anything it's just pretty cut and dry right no. um <laughs> the butterfly tra- conservationist trainers yeah they didn't try to help no butterfree yeah. being caught in the net Mm-mm. and i like to point out that if i was a horny butterfree and i was in that net we, we'd be making some caterpies in that net mm-hmm. Oh my god. They were all together. I mean, like, what else are they going to do? Is Caterpie an egg? All Pokemon are eggs, right? They're all okay. eggs, including yeah. the mammals. Okay, I was about to say. I was thinking... Although we haven't established yeah. that yet, but whatever. I have a question. Why even bother training a Butterfree if this happens every year? Yeah. <laughs> like, you just have to get rid of them. They're like, pollinators. Well, but they just, or like, is it let them be. Let them... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like either 
don't catch them or alternate, you know, possible explanation is maybe ashes. Maybe they do come back. Maybe they go and do their butterfree business and then come back to their trainers, but ashes just is, is an a-hole and it just decides never to come back. I think the yellow scarf chokes it to death. Maybe. <laughs> it's maybe. an ascot. They give it a they turn it into Freddy. <laughs> it died. They do it. They got it from the captain. Yeah. Oh. Or the, the sailor. Is your fan fiction died? Is your fan fiction <laughs> <died> to that? <laughs> No, I don't think I made that connection as a kid. Do they ever explain why that thing's pink, by the way? No. I mean, the butter, the Butterfree. Um, did they ever explain why all the Butterfrees in this episode are male? Oh, yeah, it doesn't have the little black spots on the back. There's a pinkenberry. Oh. I think it ate a, a what? A pinkenberry. I guess it ate... Is that a butterfly species? Oh, I, I, is that, this is what it says. Like... Officer Jenny said the reason for the pink Pokemon is because they eat the pink pinkenberry. Oh. Wait, when did she say this? This is later on. This isn't in this episode. Oh. That's an Orange Island. Yeah. But this could not be an Orange Island's Butterfree because the Orange Island's Butterfree have different wing patterns. No. Oh. Okay. You would know that. <laughs> I also know that when we have flashbacks in this episode later, they change it so that the Pink Butterfree does have the female markings on oh, okay. wings. I know so much worthless information. <laughs> no, this is... I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too. Wealth of knowledge you are, Austin. A wealth of knowledge. God, I've wasted my life. <laughs> oh, oh we, we didn't talk about it yet. Uh, Ash and Brock and Misty do the chant. Oh, that was cute. Yeah, I like that callback. Prepare for trouble. It's oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And then Starmie gets hit with a giant mallet. Typical. Yeah. Poor Starmie. And just getting crapped on all the time. Austin, you hate Starmie. <laughs> do you hate Starmie? No, I don't hate Starmie, but I think it's funny that it's useless. <laughs> Oh, it, damn. The tentacle. It got the tentacle out there. That's cool. That, that's true. I did not give the LVP to Starmie in that episode for that very reason. It was, it actually did <laughs> it was useful. a competent job. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we get the montage of the Caterpie evolving to Metapod, Metapod, Butterfree. Did anyone else cry? Anyone shed no. some? No. Okay. We don't, we don't have any emotions. I don't typically cry when they play an instrumental version of Pokemon theme. <laughs> I'm surprised that Ash didn't have a regretful flashback moment of trading it away. That did not come up. Yeah. And when you tried to get rid of it back. just because some old man said, hey, let's do this. Yeah. Peer pressure. Maybe that's why All Butterfree never came back because he remembered the betrayal <laughs> and was like, well, screw you, Ash. You were willing to trade me away for some second rate radicate. So I'm never returning. Garbage radicate. <laughs> there wasn't a lot to say no, for this episode. It was pretty cut and dry, like what happens. It was just yeah. It's like this and the Raichu episode, like the more iconic ones were just we had nothing to say. They don't really have much. Are they iconic fun. then? Like they're so iconic but we have nothing to say about it's, it. That's kind of sad. It's like a huge event that happens. Like in the Surge episode, Pikachu becomes like a battle Pikachu. Like he does he actually starts believing in himself and becomes a more useful pokemon for battling and in this episode you lose a pokemon it's like they both times big things happen but that's it there's not really any stuff to talk about besides the big event that happens because they focus solely there's on less it. to make fun yeah, of there's less to make fun of exactly <laughs> and that's all we do is really just make fun of this show the whole time yeah it's fun looking back at this stuff and seeing the flaws in it all right does anyone have any other notes or uh anything else they want to share Ending much of uh, nays. <laughs> uh, nay. 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 All nah. those in favor, we say nay. All right, let me pull up our randomizer, and we'll go ahead and do our MVP, LVP. All right, so I'm first, followed by Alex, Kelsey, and then Austin. We'll go. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so rude. I had to close out of my tab. I'm so mean to Jacob all the time on the podcast. 
No, you're not. You're not mean to me. Aww. I can be. Fuck you. <laughs> you want to go? Just for that, we're going to sit here Fight. in five minutes of silence. Just. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Look what you've done, Austin. <laughs> I think my MVP, I think I'll just say the obvious one. I think Butterfree is uh, good for saving that pink one. Good for him. The uh, LVP, I'll go with Brock, just because he's useless this episode. and <laughs> He stops, uh, like Kelsey was saying, he stops... Ash from getting his other Pokemon involved and letting the Butterfree just struggle the whole time. And then my quote is, I can't remember what they were doing, but it caught my attention when Meowth was, says, hey, let's do some networking. Ah. <laughs> I love puns. Enjoy it now until four kids goes away and we don't have any more. Yeah, and then it becomes too real, too serious. Uh, what'd you say? I'm, it's my turn? Yeah, sure. I wrote for MVP, you kind of mentioned this earlier, Jacob, but I put down the Torps for stealing the Team Rocket motto. <laughs> <laughs> All three That's, of them. <laughs> yeah, all three. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, LVP, I picked the pink Butterfree for this episode mm. because it smacked Ash's Butterfree across the face hard enough to leave a mark. I was like, that is really unnecessary. Physical violence is not the answer. It's just trying to show off for Ash's Butterfree and it responds by slapping it in the face. Did you say your quote? And my quote is... Oh. What? What, Austin? Your quote? Your quote? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. This... I didn't really have anything. I, well, I guess the only thing I wrote was Brock when he said, it's Butterfree's way of, way of saying, I want to be your Butterfree. <laughs> oh. I, I didn't have a lot for this. <laughs> uh, my MVP... I don't really have an MVP. I guess... Um, uh, my MVP uh, would be... Team Rocket because they they did something <laughs> in this episode they they initially achieved their goal almost before being foiled so they they were active participants my LVP however would be every other Butterfree in this episode <laughs> they do nothing at all they have they have just as much ability as Ash's Butterfree does and they just just are helpless that's a good point they could have like whirlwinded their way out of there but exactly as a group situation yeah like, like a finding nemo keep swimming oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah they're useless um <laughs> i have no quote for this episode and i don't remember anything that anybody said so i guess my quote is just butter free <laughs> say it a lot one of the 500 times they said butter free yeah all right it's me um i'm gonna give it to pikachu um because of the sequence where he blows up team rocket's helicopter um, and they, like, are blown to smithereens. That was fun. My, <laughs> my LVP will be Starmie for getting hit by a mallet. Oh. Um, and for requiring Misty to travel, Misty to travel around with a giant water jet backpack to heal it. <laughs> my quote will be, Brock says he could write a book about the secret of love and heartache. And Misty says, I guess that would be your autobiography. Oh. Oh. That's pretty good. Um, and a special LVP shout out to Samurai and Seymour the Scientist for appearing in the flashbacks. They did? Yeah. They did. Oh. Oh my god, I completely missed it. Although I did, I did want to, can I change my MVP? From Butterfree? No, Butterfree has to be an MVP. No, no, I didn't pick Butterfree. I picked the twerp, oh, but oh. I want to change, Jacob did. Okay, okay. I want to change it. I want to change mine to Hot Air Balloon. Oh. Because. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good for because that. Because. I feel like we were crapping on the hot air balloon, but that thing was flying around like a champ. I mean, defying the laws of physics. So. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> the hot air balloon was actually a Pokemon. It was a drift blim. Oh my yeah, god. There you go. The whole time. It's gonna take you to hell. I was gonna say, we don't have <laughs> a hot air balloon Pokemon. Oh my god. 
but there actually is. I also want to know why there was like a desert crag area next to the ocean, but <laughs> whatever. It's Arizona. About it. What? What? I oh. said it looks like Arizona. It's the ore region. Oh, sorry. It's the Kanto region. No one got my joke. The ore region? Is it like Ori in the yeah. wild forest? It's like Coliseum. There's a desert? I never played that game. Oh, there is a desert. Never mind. <laughs> Move on. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> right over our heads. All right. Uh, does anyone else have any thoughts they want to end this on or anything else they must say or have to say? This was fun, and I'm glad Kelsey was able to join us. Yes. Aw, thanks for having me. I like to think that the Tentacruel found the giant Dragonite and their friend. <gasps> I, I like that, that too. Star-crossed friends. <laughs> or Lugia, whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it's called. <laughs> Kelsey, you got any parting words as the special guest this episode? Oh, man. No pressure. <laughs> no, just thanks for having me. This was fun. I've never been on a podcast before, so it was a new experience, and I really enjoyed it. And thanks for getting me to watch some some Pokemon, <laughs> rediscover some forgotten feelings and uh, <laughs> forgotten characters that I will possibly forget the second that this turns off. Which characters do you forget? Nastina and the Maiden? I will willingly forget Nastina. She's gone from my brain. In the moment this is over. I don't think I ever remembered the Maiden. I don't know if I ever saw that episode, actually. So. I know they didn't air it very frequently. Yeah, I remember the Tentacruel episode to some extent, and I remember the Butterfree one. But I feel like I just remember the Butterfree one because people on the internet talk about it all the time. The show itself is going to reference it all the time. Yeah. I Don't they reference it in some some other montage? Or they don't reference it in the opening. But maybe I'm just, I don't know, Oh, Butterfree that. appears in some of the openings and endings. Yeah. yeah. Wearing the yellow scarf. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's what I was thinking of. I guess... Yeah, that's really it. The only thing I have to say other than that is that I'm sad that they didn't have an original song, really, for the montage. I wish it was a song as iconic as Brother, My Brother. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Kelsey, do you want to join us for our first movie podcast episode? I would love to. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine. I would love to. If only so that I can talk about Brother My Brother. Austin, if you think these sort of episodes are long, just wait until we get to the movie and it's like uh, a 10-hour podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, I think that concludes this episode of Out of the Drawing Pen. Thank you again, Kiltsy, for being our special guest. Hopefully we can do this Yay. again sometime. And uh, just a reminder to our listeners that if you have any questions or comments about the episode... You can email us at outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. And we also have a Twitter that is at dryingpanseries. So if you want to follow any info about the episode or submit any questions, that is how you can do that. And uh, that concludes our episode of this week. Join us next week as the journey continues. <laughs>